Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by Mannions. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Goosey. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. And Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Welcome back to Sportscast Radio. Been a while. It's only right that I break out the bad boys for life as we are honored to be joined by the one and only as he lets out a sniffle in classic form. Already, already in uh, in veteran in veteran form. Mr. Ryan Cook, welcome back to the show, Mr. Ryan Cook. It's uh it's good to be needed. It's good to be needed. How are we doing? <laughs> Uh, doing I, all right, doing I, I, all right. I, I do want to say, um, once again, I, I deeply apologize to Alex Mello. Um, there's actually a, a clip on the soundboard, and if you you can even play it, it's about 30 seconds, and I'm still embarrassed about it. Um, so if you if you'd like to punk me out for 30 seconds, um, it's pretty good. It's uh, I think it's under WCR Daniels. Um, okay. But Christopher Daniels reached out. Was like, hey man. I love what you guys are doing with SCU. I'd love it if you guys could do a, an intro for us, uh, kind of something new to, to end the year with. And, uh, you know, I was like, my name's Ryan Cook, you know, my co-host. I love it. He's a big fan, too. Um, so he doesn't do what, hello, this is Will Ospreay and things like that. He actually calls me out in the, uh, in the bit, and I kind of got punked. If you want to hear me get punked, you can play it. It's pretty funny. Oh, so so I got some exclusive WrestleCast radio content here on Sportscast Radio with Strong Style yep, Media yes, Affiliate. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Well, let's let's just play this because I and, and for those of you who don't know, Daniels is uh, the American voice, but for uh, for Dragon Gate Wrestling, is that correct? No, uh, the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels from SoCal Uncensored with uh, oh. that's uh, Larry Dallas. Uh, that's a whole other okay. can of worms we'll get into. Oh this yeah, is, no, uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is uh, SCU with uh, okay. Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. Let's let's see what we got here. Greetings and salutations to all the listeners of WrestleCast Radio. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Not only am I Ryan's favorite wrestler, but I'm also the co-host's favorite wrestler. And Ryan's not a good enough friend to name his co-host in this request for this particular video. So Ryan, you and your co-host have issues to talk about. But if you're listening to WrestleCast Radio, you're probably listening to me blather on. And I wanted to say, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Um, 2020 is going to be a great year for AEW. I'm sure it'll be also great for WrestleCast Radio. And no matter what you do, remember that I will see you later. Yeah, Whoa. so uh, he, called, he called me out for not naming Alex. So, uh, Alex, I oh apologize. Uh, there's That's no sad. rift between us. The mega powers are not going to explode. Um, Contrary to start. what he may say, um, I'm the Shawn Michaels and he's Marty, and I'm not going to throw him through a window. Um, he uh, might have a that was my way, question. But... That was my question here. You know, does that make if that if that is the case, can it happen on Sportscast Radio? So that would make me maybe uh, maybe maybe Brutus the Barber Beefcake, you know, through the barbershop window kind of thing. Like, can we can we really make this happen? Hey, uh, I mean, who, who's to say we can't? Uh, we can't perform this live on Twitch when we do our uh, pre-Wrestle Kingdom show uh, Friday night before the show goes live. Maybe That's you'll right. see me throw them through my uh, patio window. 
<laughs> so, so good. So good. That's awesome. Obviously, I, we know I always plug uh, WrestleCast Radio at the end of the show because I know you guys are always doing big things, and this is the time of year where you are the happiest man on the planet. Uh, oh, my last God. Year you got to report live from Tokyo this time. Oh. This time not. Um, speaking to being the happiest man on the planet here, obviously, uh, it's, we were celebrating the holidays, and, and great things happen during the holidays. We got... Uh, you know, some NBA Christmas Day games, which we always enjoy watching. We got, obviously, the, the playoffs, the playoff picture. Where's the, I, you know what, I'm, I'm not even ready. I got to get the, hold on. Where, I said it's I was going to press the button like a second time. It's in the SDR, it. right? Where the hell is the playoff button? It's under banter. Yeah. Banter, that's BS is what that is, banter. <laughs> banter. God. It's not even a banter it. anymore. Oh, maybe we haven't used it so long, I just erased it. Oh, that's, that's, I, I, I think when I was on there, it said it hadn't been clicked since like April of 2017. Dang. So I, I feel like, like well, they don't use it. That's, that's crazy. I well, can I do it for you, though. Playoffs. Jim, playoffs? You're going to talk about playoffs? We're all in four. We can't even win a game. You're going to talk about playoffs? If we gotta God, we're all in playoffs. We can't even win a game. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta playoffs. talk about the playoffs. Uh, both uh, college Jim football and, so, and not not to cut you off, but Jim Moore was so <laughs> flipping confused when that guy was like, uh, you know, coach your own four right now. Uh, you got some injuries, but you guys still think about the playoffs? <laughs> what playoffs? Like he was so confused that somebody even <laughs> oh, assumed I know that they went the locker room. All right, guys, sports the season's over. We haven't even got a touchdown. I don't think yet. We're gonna make the playoffs. Well, obviously, that just, uh, you know, it just shows that uh, for the last 20 plus years, reporters have been asking stupid questions. And sometimes they just need to, uh, I mean, they, really they just need to, they need to yeah. do that. They need to stay in their lane. Uh, you know, uh, I can't, I can't exactly hit them with the, with the playoffs, but, but at the same, at the same, uh, you know, at least we still get a little love there. So, <laughs> uh, so, so obviously we got the NFL playoffs, you know, there, it was crazy. I was looking at the, the lineups yesterday before all the games went down and we had um on both sides there was literally 64 different scenarios on who could be in and out um and seating and the whole bit it was actually pretty absurd did you happen to peek at that ginormous list that was posted Uh, i did not so obviously the only one that was factually locked out of all of them was the minnesota vikings being uh the guaranteed succeed oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you're right you're I, I so um, I I I lost sense of what you were saying for about ten seconds because the way I have this set up with my microphone it works better through my laptop so I was trying to navigate my laptop with my mouse and nothing is moving and I realized I'm opening a bunch of windows on my computer and I was like oh god what's happening and then I thought you were talking about the full NFL 100 because I looked forward and saw that so I apologize that was me no, having no, a no. little little uh, problem that's okay yes that's a I love before. Uh, before the Niners Seahawks game, it's like if the Seahawks win, and then it shifted to to Seattle's and Green Bay, and then or Seattle's and the Saints, and then Green Bay, and it was like if San Francisco wins, then Green Bay shot to two, and the Saints dropped to three. Yeah, it was not uh, definitely a a wild game, and then a wild game last night for that game too. Um, oh. I, uh, what what were your highlights just just on yesterday's uh, ginormous smorgasbord of football that? What were some th- some things that stood out to you yesterday? So last 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 night it was twenty six twenty one. There was like a minute forty three left, and there's no timeouts left. Um, Pete Carroll used two timeouts, and at the end of the game there, when the clock was already stopped, so two wasted timeouts. 
you're on Marshawn Lynch and a guy who I can't even remember his name as the four string running back, which, Hey, there was Skittles on the field. We did get a touchdown. So yes. all that happens. And Russell Wilson still manages to get incredibly far down the field. They get um, to the one yard line. Marshawn Lynch is coming into the game and they're going to spike it and have Lynch plug it in and, and take the lead 27, 26. And they get a delay of game because the linemen couldn't get downfield fast enough from getting taken out on the play before, but they couldn't stop the clock. So now they're pushed back to the six-yard line. Uh, Bad pass, and then another bad pass. Third down, they throw it to uh, Hollister right in the center. He gets shoved so bad that there should have been 15 flags. Like this, it, he got this pass, pass interference was as egregious of a call of not being called as like when Aaron Rodgers gets like somebody that like kisses his helmet and they throw 94 flags at it. Like that, <laughs> that's how many flags should have came on the field for this. They don't call it. It's now fourth down. They throw it to Hollister again. He gets tackled and his elbow is literally like they zoom in. His elbow with the ball is like, if the end of the white line to break the plane is like one centimeter, then the ball was at the two centimeter mark. Like it made oh. the Kevin Dyson play look like a no, first. Like why do you got to bring up Kevin Dyson? Why do you got to bring up Kevin Dyson? Because I knew you'd re- always remember how close he was. You know, just like uh, they said before, we missed it by a yard. I'm also a realist because they, they also still needed to, uh, I believe, a two point conversion to tie the game or something crazy like that. Like it was not a gimme. Uh, you no. know, that was just a, that was just to keep them in the game necessarily. But regardless of which, I always get sad because so, um, a lot of people don't talk about that Super Bowl because it was such a good oh, Super Bowl oh, and, and, and it, it doesn't get the love that it deserves. Great talent on the field. Obviously you got uh, the greatest show on turf on one side, you know, you got the Titans on the other with McNair and the guy, I mean, come on, man. Um, but yeah, this, this game was ridiculous. Like, so, and yeah, egregious, egregious as far as the pass interference and yeah, super close. Um, I definitely still want to give a shout out. I know we were talking to a live yesterday when we were, uh, we were shooting it up in the old call of duty there. And um, I, I, I said, man, it's amazing that Pete Carroll, after all these years, finally now starts to starts to plug the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> some other crazy <laughs> things happened yesterday. We were talking about them as far as, you know, uh, earlier in the uh, earlier in the week also, um, your boy Jameis Winston finishes the season off throwing another pick six to finish 30 yeah. and 30, uh, but still picks up the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, doesn't pick up the W rather, uh, keeps it. So, uh, my boys did fall, uh, fall short of that uh, division there, but, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, I got some stuff to talk about with Jameis Winston too here. When, after we break all this down, so don't let me forget, but keep going. I just, I got some, some good Winston stuff that I want to talk about. And actually, that's why I'm segueing to Winston right now, because I wanted to bring that up right now while we're in it. All right. So obviously they finished 23 to uh, 23 to 20. Obviously the pick six ends up it ends up being uh, obviously a detriment to their 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 final of the season. What do you got for me for Jameis Winston, man? So when we were talking last night, and uh, you know Doof was in the was in the the party. Jameis Winston, like I, I've kind of come to terms that when when you have to take a player and you know who's their comparison. I, like I said last night, I think it's far because he doesn't care. He's going to sling that ball and do everything he possibly can to try to win a game. If it's not the right move, he doesn't let it affect him. He doesn't get panicked by it, and he continues to throw. And I understand the 30 and 30 is terrible. Like, I'm not trying to, like, put that over. But 
there's so many quarterbacks. Like, guy wears jersey every Sunday, Kirk Cousins. He throws one pick, and he's like, oh, God, oh, God. And he starts panicking. And, you know, it's just like the, the game's on me now to win because Delvin's hurt, and I don't know if I can do it. You know, Jameis Winston's like, hold my freaking beer. One way or the other, we're getting someone scoring. I don't care if it's our guys or their guys, but we're getting in an end zone. And Bruce Arians came out of retirement because he knew Jameis Winston from years ago in a, in a training camp that he ran in Alabama, I think it was. Um, yeah, Birmingham, Alabama. And he wanted to work with Winston. That's why he came out of retirement and all that stuff. And he got asked, you know, can you guys – um, win with another quarterback next year. And he said, oh, yeah, if we can win with this one, we can definitely win with another one, too. We're going to have this defense. He's putting over the young defense that they've, they've drafted and put together. Yeah. But he's, he basically, the reason he came out of retirement is, is saying that oh, we don't need Jameis Winston. Maybe I was wrong or whatever his motive is. Or he was just trying to put over the team as a whole. But Jameis Winston, and this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes you just need a new setting. A new, a new season, a new chapter in your book. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you put Jameis Winston on a team that, yes, he makes some mistakes, but if their defense is good enough that it doesn't matter that they make these mistakes, he's a guy with the confidence that he could win you the game. He's got – if he has the right package, the right players, I really think that his confidence – can override a lot of that stuff. And I'm going to say, this is where it's going to get crazy. We have one more year with Kirk Cousins and he's off the books. What if, could you imagine Winston reuniting no. with Delvin Cook? No. <laughs> and no. Having two receivers just like Evans and, and uh, Godwin. But, but the difference is he has a defense that can bail him out. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I, I'm not saying. What defense? Move, move Have you looked at our defense lately? Yeah, look, look at their stats. Yeah. I, I, I don't, oh, I don't right, know. Right. That. Actually, you know what? No, the defense. <laughs> actually, oddly enough, yeah, I know, I know. I'm gonna back, I'm gonna back, I'm gonna backtrack that right now for for the time being, <laughs> for the time being. But, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a cork in it because I, I want you to finish this Winston take because I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot some holes in this right now. Yeah, and, and there's plenty of holes to shoot in it. What I'm just saying is. I, I think if he had a situation where his defense could bail him out on some of these some of these points, they have like 113 points off of turnovers. I mean, it's ridiculous. But yeah. if, if he had somebody that could stop him a few times, I mean, look, dude threw for 5,100 yards. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if their defense was a little bit better, I don't know if they would have been, I mean, look at some, they, they put up 55 points. They had a, they had a 24, 26, 23, 34, 30, you know, 35, 38, 38. They're putting up a ton of points, but they have no defense to, to counteract it. You know, they put up 31 against the crappy giants, but they let up 32 to the giants. If you make one more stop against the giants who are atrocious, you're now eight and eight. You know, it, it immediately changes it. They lost the game to the Titans that they should have not lost, but their defense fell asleep when Tannehill, and it was when Tannehill started turning it on. They lost by four points. That's a 9-7 and seven team right there. You just flipped two of those games. And then they lost to the Texans by a field goal, and that wasn't even a Winston fault. That was a um, uh, Peyton Barber, I think it was, fumble. So now you're 10-6. and six. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he's going to go and win it. I'm not saying I would even – have the confidence to, to make him a starter without an insurance policy behind it. But 
there's just not a lot of guys that have the confidence where if they make a mistake, they're willing to go back out there and try it again. And that's why we've seen so many quarterbacks lose their jobs this year. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all right. So here's what I'm going to say. I, I, I respect what you're trying to do for the kid. All right. But I'm not eating any crab legs or some eating some W's anytime soon. Um, especially as a Minnesota Viking, I'm not buying that. Uh, I'm going to say the bar, oddly enough, is set too high. One, because we guaranteed a guy's contract to begin with. But two, yeah. because of the talent that we have on the sides, we cannot take a, a, a guy like Jameis Winston. So I'm going I'm to shoot that right out, right out of the barrel. Gone. But the weird thing, too, is I look at the whole 30 and 30 touchdowns and interceptions thing. This is his worst year. He's had more interceptions than this year than his last two years combined. And realistically, he's literally picked almost any two years and combined them short of his first two years, and he's doubled them in one season. His efficiency is not there, despite the fact that his completion percentage is, is actually kind of middle of the road. It's not even it's, – it's, it's his, like, third worst. But the fact mm-hmm. is – He's taking shots that realistically he doesn't need to take because he's a guy that should be able to move the ball laterally. He's a, he, can, he can run the ball, well, he, but he, he does. He does, 5,100 yards. It's the yeah, 200 more than the next guy. No, but I'm talking, I'm talking about rushing the ball also. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, I'm saying he's capable of doing that. Instead, you look at how many times he's been sacked also this year. So I'm sure there's obviously some of those interceptions are under duress. But at the same time, if he's not a guy that can make that decision uh, in the right time, you know, that, Brett Favre, be damn, Brett Favre was at least a 500 quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, this guy's but way he had under 500. weapons, too. I mean, he had an offensive line. Who, Mark Chamora? I mean, let, let's, yeah, he had an offensive line, but like, but even then, he stays in the pocket too damn long, does a them jump throw pass, and, and, and there's a pick for, for Favre, too. <laughs> I'm not ready to crown this guy a Hall of Famer or be saying that his, I, you know, other than the fact that he can, he can sling the ball in, in, in about 378 degrees, uh, you know what I mean? But like, that's not necessarily a good thing either. Uh, especially when you compare him to his contemporaries, when you have a guy like, uh, Patrick Mahomes who can sling the ball, put it anywhere yeah, he wants. Contemporary. Patrick Mahomes is a superior player than Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is, is Ryan Tannehill level. In the same era though. That's, but that's, that's my point though. And, and even then, you know, Tannehill, Tannehill's having the ridiculous streak that I can't even explain right now. Like Tannehill suddenly looks Miami, like that's why. Doug Flutie and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's just making it happen. But also you've got King Henry, the number one rusher in the league. So when you, when you have that aspect of things going for you, when you can run the ball, obviously it opens up for the pass game. It's kind of go figure. It's a, it's a winning combination that works for, for most teams. Um, but, but Jameis Winston as, as, as much as I would quote unquote like to see the kid succeed, I still think he's the knucklehead that said, uh, you know, effort right in the P, you know, stole some crab legs, eating some W's, even though he's only has like 24 W's in his, in his, uh, in his, in his lifetime. I'm sorry, 28 W's, uh, but he's certainly eating 42 L's because they must be all you can eat at this point. Um, Nah, I'm not. This other stuff. You're not even talking about his football acumen. Look at the look at the roster. I okay. I'm going to ask you this. The, he has one well, of the best receivers in the league. Period. He has two one of them, the tallest, and they injured half the year. But but even when they're healthy, you know what I mean. Like he he should be able to get that ball if you're in the red zone to a guy, uh, uh, his Mike Evans size. Yeah, and you, Godwin. Yeah. Godwin might be better. So this team. This team 
went zero and four with 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 both with one of with one with not having both of them in their lineup. You take those those games away, there they're two games over five hundred with that team intact. There's a game that that Jameis Winston was the leading rusher with twenty three yards. He has no run game. He has no offensive line. Can you tell me the three three running backs on the depth chart of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'll give you no. fifteen guesses at a million dollars if you can. No, I, there's no way I can do it. But here's the other thing: he also fumbles the ball. He, I mean, he, he gets hit. He loses the ball. He not only has interceptions, he accounts for four lost fumbles. Yeah, that's so, like, four is not bad. But, but here's the thing, though: like, but but when you combine that with thirty interceptions. Of course, I'm not saying the interceptions aren't terrible. I'm agreeing with you on that. Like, like once again, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm just saying a better scenario with a more rounded team, maybe it would do good for him. And this is me once again after I praised him. I said maybe. I never said yes. I never so said it would fix them. But when you're, you're an when NFL you're team, string, you're an NFL. Okay. Team. The Giants are the Giants are going to be looking for a quarterback. You have no, to. No, they're assume. not. They drafted a quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, you're right. You're right. So, so that being said, that being said, who takes a chance on him? I still thought he was going to end up in Tennessee if Tannehill didn't do what he did. See, I, that's, I that's, thought him and Mariota would flop teams. The, that, that's just, interesting. Just that, that, would, I, that would be I interesting. I haven't heard this. The third string running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now that I'm looking at it, is Dare Ogunbowale. That's tight. The, the 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 top three receivers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last three weeks were Brashad Perryman, first rounder who got cut by the Ravens because he was trash, and he put up 500 yards in three games with Winston, Justin Watson, and something named Spencer Schnell. Jeez. So he does. I mean, I, I'm not saying again, he is the reincarnation. You know, he can become the reincarnation of Brett Favre, but I'm just saying, like, he, he can't be much worse than. I mean, you look at some of these other guys out there, like uh, what's his name, Ryan Finley or whatever on the on the Bengals. He's trash. Yeah. I'd rather have yeah. Winston over Andy Dalton. Wow, wow, that's a take. I don't, I don't even know if I agree with that. You know, as you, you know, I was looking at your swap take comparison. Uh, I know it, I, but you know, I, I get it. I get it. Here's the thing. You, you know, I always look at you know look at underperforming quarterbacks, but then I look at. Uh, uh, Marcus Mariota, who's uh, three wins away from being a 500 quarterback, but his touchdown to touchdown interception ratio is literally a damn near double. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Two to one. Well, he's the game manager. He's like a Joe Flacco type. He just, you know, he was he he's the guy who was just built better for college. Like he's yeah. he has all the intangibles. It's just some of them. He was in a weird offense that doesn't translate to the NFL. That's the only thing that hurt Mariota. I think he's got all the right tools, you yeah. know. But look, I just at, don't think look at look at Carolina. That that Kyle Allen guy, trash. Get him the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah. I I'd rather have Jameis Winston than Case Keenum and all these dumbass Vikings fans who still want him. <laughs> I, I it just scares me, man. Like I I, I look at that and I'm like, uh, I I I think like I I I, I truly. I, I I'd rather have Jameis Winston over Jacoby Brissett. So so all right here here here's here's what I'm doing right now just just because and 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 I think this would be an interesting one if if Elijah were on here. You can you can either you can either pick up Jameis Winston or you can pick up Cap on a flag. What are you going to do? Jameis Winston. Really? Oh yeah. Like wow. I, my 
My, wow. my thought with Kaepernick That's was his amazing. last two I, years I don't know were if atrocious. I, I don't know if I take he, that. He Ryan, was worse than backups. We got a call. Let's let's take this call. See what they got. Four oh four. You're on the line with Sportscast Radio. What do you got for us? Hey, what's up, yo? What's good, yo. man? You got you got a take on Jameis Winston? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is an easy one. Well, the thing is, Jameis is kind of similar to Brett Favre. Uh, he has that gunslinger mentality. He don't turn the ball over a lot. But he's also going to make a lot of big plays. This kid has gone to every QB camp since he was a child. He understands coverages, defenses, and everything. That doesn't mean he's not going to make the terrible throw because he had a bad idea of fitting something into a tight window. That's who that guy is. So the question is, are there coaches who feel like they can kind of rein him in just enough to where he stays aggressive, but they're able to get those last peak years out of him? Because he's either going, he's either going to go somewhere else or stay in Tampa and become a franchise quarterback, or he's going to flame out of the league as a high turnover guy who just couldn't be efficient enough to win with. And QB wins is like one of the worst metrics to ever look at. I don't know why people trap that stat out. We got to get rid of it. Uh, Mariota <laughs> is still is still a talented guy. He, he caught some bad breaks down there. Somebody else is going to try to uh, run with him for a while and see if he's salvageable. But uh, I, I don't think Mariota's a bum. I don't think we need to put him in that kind of territory. But guys like Kyle Allen and those type of people, those are people who for three or four games, you know, maybe you win and they look okay. But overall, they're just not good enough to be starting level quarterbacks. So there's, there's a huge difference between Jameis and those guys. Now, you guys were talking about Kirk uh, Cousins earlier. Now, Kirk has had one of his best years this year, but, you know, still the same guy, man. Uh, really risk averse uh, in big games. He tends not to, you know, take the risks that need to be taken, and that hurts an offense at a certain mm-hmm. point. So we're, we're going to see this year if, if he's finally just going to let it go. Like, he needs a little bit of Jameis in him, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Jameis. Great insight. Great insight, man. We we stay in Minnesota, and we watch this guy throw it, and Stephon Diggs is burning people, and I'm like, throw the damn football. And he just sits there and goes, oh, oh, check down to Mike Boone. Uh, 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 BC Johnson, you look good on a a four. It's third and 17. Let's let's, uh, let's hit Irv Smith on a slant. No. Slaying the ball, man. You're getting paid. Try it. Our defense is top notch. Don't don't be afraid to put the put the defense out there if you need to. Let them help you win the freaking game. Come on, man. It's stupid. It's annoying. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome call from uh from the gentleman from the 404. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we we we, we killed enough time on 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 uh, on Jameis uh, and the Vikings. I, I want to get into this playoff talk. Obviously, the, the picture's been set for these games. Um, what? Uh, let's let's just let's just. I, the NFL put out a spot today. And I, I got to get in this because I'm, I'm curious if you, if you heard it. The NFL put out a spot, and they had um, they had essentially you know the the whole like Archie Eversall thing in the background, you know, when the kids get the group all hyped up, the we ready, you know what I mean? Like it was super tight, and then you're showing like teams come out the come out of the tunnel and stuff like that. Um, the NFL forgot to put two playoff teams in in the damn uh, in the damn spot. Now I need to know. You can think and guess what two teams Vikings got left off. You're 50% correct. <laughs> That's what I assumed it was with your anger. Yeah, it is It is the Vikings and the Bills. 
No, the Bills, and oddly enough, somebody actually calculated the number of the, the number of time that each of these teams also got in the 60-second spot, and it's kind of unnerving. <laughs> but, uh, like, like, so it's not the Bills. It is the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Jeez. I, I, well, they, I just want to you put, know what they probably gotta, did was they probably made the commercial and didn't know who was going to win the division, so they didn't care to put them in there. They put everyone else in there. Not <laughs> the, the Vikings were a lock. They were they were the only team locked in the playoffs. Like, like as far well, as like, I mean, but they, they were in. Period. But they didn't they, they didn't have any highlights because Kirk doesn't doesn't deep deep throw the ball, so there wasn't any highlights to put out there. <laughs> Come on, man. You can you can you can show that three yard pass to the flat. Give me a Dalvin Cook highlight, okay? Yeah, there you go. Give, give, give me, give me something. Let me get Harrison Smith breaking next. Yeah, you know, give me, give me something. Give me, give me, uh, don't give me, don't give me any of our secondary getting burnt though, because that just makes me feel sad. No, but, but yeah. you know what they should have put on there is they should have let me go, let me go in the closet and pull out the Jordy, but let me hit the quad and get the Laquan Treadwell out there, baby. Oh my oh. God. Didn't he get it? He got some play this year, didn't he? <laughs> so I threw my Treadwell in the garbage when he got cut. And then yeah. when they brought him back that week, the garbage hadn't went out, so I ran back outside and pulled it out of the garbage and rewashed it and put it back in my closet. Oh, no. <laughs> like that's, so, that's so weak. Uh, that's a Two years from now, baby, Javis Winston's going to hit the quad, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm going to go, on December 30th, 2019, I told you so. Just like I told oh. you last last March when, when I was sick and I had – Ebola or whatever happened, I still managed to come out and go, I don't care what all y'all said. The Nationals are going to win the World Series despite Bryce Harper. The Dodgers don't not have to go cry. And then they bumped Bryce Harper's ass and they won. I said, I told you so. Made you happy. That's so, so, that, somebody cropped that clip and put it on the soundboard. So, it's for real. For, so, speaking of, speaking of victory lap, shout out to Eric. Uh, CD25 on Twitter, who actually took the time to, uh, to, to kind of give us an approximate seconds of each team in the uh, commercial. 49ers, Saints, and Ravens got seven seconds of airtime. Chiefs and Seahawks got five seconds. Patriots got four. Packers and Texans got three. The Titans got a full one second. The Bills got a half a second. And the Eagles Damn. and Vikings got nothing. They got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm just saying. I gotta know: Is it fixed? Is there is there some bias? Are they missing something? Like what what's Look, going on here, man? They didn't know who was going in between Philly and Dallas, and they're like, ah, the Vikings will just choke anyway, so we don't need to put them in there. They're like, Tennessee has a wacky enough history that they might be able to beat the slumping Patriots, and you never know with Buffalo what could happen with them. Somebody might in the middle of the game, Deshaun Watson might be. Uh, getting ready to hit DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone, and some Bills fan might jump off the building through a table and distract them and throw a pick six, and they lose. Oh, man. That's, uh, it, it, still, it still baffles me a little bit as far as uh, how, 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 you, how you, you do a segment like that, and you're showcasing the playoffs, but you don't showcase all the playoff teams. I, 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 that still throws me for a loop, especially when one of them, one of them is a, a premier matchup as far as an exciting playoff finish. From two years ago. And again, two years ago, the Super Bowl champions. I, I'm still lost. I'm sorry. I, 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 I honestly think, to be fair, that the, the NFC East one was because they had to have the commercial done, and they yes. didn't know what team to put in. I have no excuse for the Vikings, though. Yeah. Like I said, that, that's and, – and again, yeah, the Bills, the Bills got a half a, half a second. I, I, I feel sorry for the Bills. I, you know, the Bills that's should get like – 
They should get a. They should get realistically like uh, kind of the inverse of this. They should get like a a sixty second commercial where it's like fifty seconds of Bill's highlights and fans going through tables in the parking lot, and then ten seconds of the other team. Like that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the Bills Mafia going ham uh, for fifty seconds while 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 we ready is playing in the background. That's what I want to hear. Did you see the New England fan before the Buffalo game? This girl's on the back of like a white truck, and she's like, "Patriots fans can do it too." And she jumps and hits the table. The table tips over, and she just plays there. And she's like, "Oh my rib cage!" And then the camera stops. <laughs> Yo, that's uh, that's just hey, you know, some, some, I, Brady's I not I going through the table. Uh, no, no, it was it was in the botchamania. I am the table. Started playing. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, yeah. I think I saw it on girls get hurt on Instagram, which is one of the greatest Instagram follows ever. Oh man, that's that sounds great. So I got to get into it, man. We're gonna we're gonna start with the AFC, and then we'll sneak over to our NFC, where the unsung heroes do live. Uh, AFC matchups uh, are: we have the Patriots and Titans. You did say the Titans are squirrely enough to squeak this video, uh, this possible victory against the, uh, the 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 downtrodden Patriots. Where where do you think this game is? Is it is it close? Is it a blowout? What what do we got? I don't think it's a blowout. I think New England probably beats them. But, man, if there's one guy who's got nothing but blood, sweat, and violence on his hands from all the years of getting abused and beaten, it's Ryan Tannehill, the former Miami Dolphin, who they get beat on every year twice by these guys. This dude's got rage in his eyes. And, I mean, what has he got to lose? That's the one thing. Like, obviously, we know Derrick Henry went, went bonkers this year. But, but, seriously, Ryan Tannehill right now is playing for – you know, he's got nothing to lose. And that's sometimes the most dangerous thing to have with a quarterback, especially when the team's just letting him go like that. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win, but if they shock the world, I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised. So I don't think uh, you know, and, they could lose by 15 and, and it'd be like, oh, we saw it coming, but I wouldn't be going, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, dude, this guy wants to win. Yeah. How about this for a storyline also? Uh, Coach Mike Vrabel, uh, former uh, Patriots linebacker, uh, obviously worked a lot with Belichick in the, uh, you know, through plenty of years there. Do you think uh, that relationship, maybe he's got a couple quirks, a couple little insights as far as things that he might do in, in this playoff game? Maybe. I mean, maybe they were in the press box filming him, you know, treating him like they did the Bengals. <laughs> Look, I just think, think about this. The, 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 the New England Patriots were playing for a first round bye, and they got beat by the Dolphins. The in the last game of the so you had to clutch out this victory and they didn't win it yeah. and they were at home this was in foxborough yeah so I, again fallible very know, fallible when you look at it's, that. it's you just, you never know and and this offense just hasn't been what it what it usually has i mean they're they're i don't know they just it feels like the first time in forever that new england is like vulnerable yeah. And I know that's probably the worst thing to possibly say because then they come out and go, okay, well, I've had enough of this talk. And then they just start smoking. And they very well might win into the Super Bowl for all I know. But, man, I don't know. It's just it's, it's just one of those things where we always say it. This year just feels different with the last these last few games. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. You're absolutely right. Uh, the, the other AFC game is actually probably may, might be the most entertaining game in, as far as in my head goes um, of the week. Um, I'm excited to see Buffalo against Houston. How do you feel about this game? Um, I think it's a pick em. I mean, Houston's got a really good offense. I know J.J. Watt's going to try to play. But Buffalo is just – something's different about that team this year. 
And they have confidence. They, they're finally getting what they feel they deserve. They didn't really have much to play for anyway, you know, so they lost to the Jets or whatever. I don't think it mattered. But, I mean, this, this team has always been almost there to make the playoffs. They've almost been there. They've almost been able to try to catch New England. And they always, every couple of years, they finally make a good run. They got a quarterback that, that has proven a lot of people wrong. And they have a lot of, like, like not all-star type players and it's working. But they have, like, but they have like players that get it done. Yeah. They're, they're, exactly. They're, they're a you system know? team. Um, yeah. You know, but it, they, works. Definitely, it works so well for them. Yeah, it, it really does. It's really interesting. Some like some of the losses they've taken, but the, but the wins that they have also like they, they lost the Browns. Uh, they lost, they lost the Eagles. You know, like uh, those are two losses that, that of their six, like, but they're a 10 and six team. Like, they played the Patriots twice uh, tight, uh, and um, I think one one possession on either game. So I mean, obviously they know that within their division, they're definitely uh, they're definitely competing with the with the top tier that is them. Um, they've already beaten the Titans once this year in a one possession game. So like, you know, they've beaten playoff teams, and that's what it comes down to. I you know they and they've contended with others. So I, I definitely I think you're right. This is a pick 'em game. If you got to pick one though, who you who are you gonna run with? I think Buffalo might take it. I mean, I know I said this about Ryan Tannehill at Tennessee, but Buffalo is a team that has nothing to be afraid of. Like they're in there. They're just going to go for it. And I know obviously well, everyone's going to go for it and everyone's going to play, but you know, it just feels different. You see Buffalo in there and it's just, I don't know. It's like, it just, they feel so gritty. Like they feel that like they're the team to me that when they're getting tackled, they're going to dig their fingers into the turf to try to pull an extra inch out of that run. You know, they just they're, feel they, like a, yeah, a they feel very blue collar, hard nosed team. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, no, absolutely right. I and I actually I'm taking the Bills too in the uh, in the upset over Houston at home. There um, should be a fun. Like I said, I think that should be potential to be the funnest game of the weekend. Um, let's see. Obviously, uh, are you, you picking know, your the, Titans or Patriots? What are you doing uh, with your team? Oh man, you know I'm I'm going to pick, pick my Titans. There. Because I want I want Derrick Henry to, to 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 be worthy of that king that king uh, that king nickname that he gets. So I want I want Derrick Henry to run it down their throat. I want them to control the game. I want Tannehill to get a passing touchdown, and I want Brable to go uh, go give his old old coach a uh, a a handshake and a stern look in the eyes. And I'm you're fired. Uh, you know, like I I I really I would be, it would be honestly it'd be kind of apropos for me to feel really happy if if. God forbid Tom Brady does retire. Maybe they get drummed out of the playoffs and call it call it a day. I'd be really happy if my Titans did that. You, um, you get you get a Mike Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick uh, quote firm handshake at center center field. Yeah, yeah, midfield yeah, for sure. <laughs> not a, not a firm pat on the back like uh, Schwartz a few years back, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I am looking forward to that game. But yeah, I got I got the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans to win, and I'm going to take Buffalo to win. Uh, I'm going to tie it together as a two teamer, and I'm going to get some good odds out of the deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're both the road. They got they're both road dogs, man. Actually, I'm going to have to look that up after the game. <laughs> after the show. I'll get it right now. Give me two seconds. I'll have these numbers for you right now. Trust me, you know, I'm addicted to this. I want to see them. I, I want to see them both as. Well. Give me both as a money line and, and give me both as just take the extra points just to play it safe. Uh, on the other side of the field in the NFC, obviously we got the Eagles who were left off of the, uh, off the promo uh, along with uh, against the Seahawks. Uh, how do you got this game shaping up? 
Bill, Bill's Texans, uh, plus 120, plus 190. You put him in a parlay, 10 gets you 53.80. So you have to have the one odds, baby. <laughs> let's go. And, and it's uh, exactly what, we, what I said, too. Texans, Bills, uh, Texans favored by three. They're at home by so that they get the three points. It's a pick em. If it was neutral yeah. field, it's a pick em. Patriots. Yep. Only favored by four, which realistically neutral field, they're a one-point favorite. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's akin to how broken that team is. And honestly, let's be honest, Titans are playing at a good level right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, the, the the guys are hitting, the, the, like, yeah, that is that is what it is. Uh, so we got Eagles Seahawks. Are you really going to bet against the Seahawks when you're, when you're no. uh, yeah, and that's the thing. I feel Seahawks like that's a game. Seahawks are point favorite on the road. Like, yeah, yeah, that's now. Let me say this though: the team's got has a running back problem with injuries, and Philadelphia got hot just like Tennessee at the right time. Yeah. So you you never know what that could change any kind of weird thing. But I I would pick Seattle if I had to pick. But yeah, you know Philly got hot at the right time, and Seattle yeah. picked up some struggles at the wrong time. Yeah, I and, and but here's the thing is I think Seattle I think the running back issues aside I think picking up beast mode uh, is is probably one of the the safest and smartest things they can do if you if you give a guy out there and just you, you just tell him what he needs to do for the play uh, he's gonna give it to you uh, beast mode I I love beast mode uh, for forever you know Marshawn Lynch throwing chicken wings and the and the, uh, the socks all right uh, driving the cart uh, on the field when he played for Cal. Uh, you know, like I love it all. All right, Marshall. I, I, I hope Marshall and Lynch plays for another decade. Um, uh, on the other Corey side, <laughs> uh, the uh, at this point, that's what we're looking at with Tom Brady. Um, uh, yeah. but uh, on the other side, obviously, we get the other team that was forgotten, and uh, this is actually a great. A great rematch uh, from a playoff ma- matchup two years ago with the Minneapolis Miracle uh, that occurred here at U.S. Bank. Viking Saints. God, what do you I, what do you I can't. I, you know, if Elijah was on, you know what he'd say. Oh, I think they're going to pull it out. I don't think we're going to win. I'm, I mean, I think the Saints are going to come out, and I think the Saints are going to score – 14 right off the bat in the first quarter and then we're going to be playing from behind and it'll be just like the the Rams game and the, or the Chiefs game and the Seahawks game where we'll make a, we'll make that late comeback but it won't matter I don't I don't think we would I would love it if we could beat him I just I mean in New Orleans Michael Thomas is playing out of his mind Breeze is, is Breeze, healthy going Kamara is just running everywhere I mean, last week, they, I mean, look, you look at Green Bay, who had to show up. They barely won. Um, Seattle and San Fran, tough game, but, you know, it was it was close. The Saints had to win, and they put up 42 or whatever. Yeah. Like, they had to go get the job done, and they did. New England yeah. didn't, you know. I mean, there's a lot of teams that didn't when they needed to. And, and Drew Brees and company went out there and just put a pounding on that team. Yeah. And, they're, and yeah, just like you said, I mean, they have they're, – they're deep – and they got a defense too. I mean, let's be honest. They're, I mean, short of uh, the Niners game, you know, a couple other like the Panthers anomalies. Like they can they can throw with anybody as far as you know putting points up. But they've also kept kept uh, other teams with respectable offenses uh, pretty damn low on the board too. Um, I um, yeah, this is this yeah. is definitely going to be a situation where I I think they'll uh, I think they'll win. 
I think I think bulletin board material aside with the Vikings left off the promo, I think it's because uh, everyone's going to be showing highlights of the, the miracle and they're just going to be pissed. And they're going to say two years ago, this is what happened when we, when we were on their turf. And let's, let's, let's not even put it in contention this year. And I think they're going to, I think just like you said, 14 points right off the bat, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they just, they just go, you know, full to the floor, uh, full uh, pedal to the floor on us and, and, and honestly just embarrass us. I, I feel like that's going to happen. Yeah, it's it it scares me, you know. It's, it's, I mean, it is what it is, but <clears throat> the second round does get kind of gritty. Uh, oddly enough, you know, you got the Packers who get the get the buy, um, a fortunate buy as far as I, I would say, considering um, considering the overall talent of their team. Um, the Niners, <laughs> who obviously played well, played well all year, and definitely in a, a, a tough schedule and and and. Um, and in division with uh, the the Seahawks, how do you think? For let me let me pose this first. Do you feel that any of the teams that don't have a buy in the AFC have a shot to make it to the Super Bowl? That don't have a buy. Yeah. So do you think do you think it's the the Ravens? I, if I had to pick Kansas one, it would be New England, just because it's New England. But yeah, I I don't. So if New England wins, they're playing Kansas City. Yeah. They already got beat once by the Chiefs. Um, I don't. I don't know. Chiefs are tough, man. Chiefs are real tough. And then if they manage to win that, they got to play most likely Baltimore, fourteen and two. Yeah. I mean Lamar Jackson. I. I I I think Baltimore is coming out of the AFC. Yeah. But if I had to take anybody, it would be New England, just because it's New yeah. England. Yeah. So so if so, but but given given. Given where it's at right now, you would say Baltimore. Would you say Baltimore is the team coming out of the AFC? Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's and that's where I feel too. I feel like I feel like they're balanced enough. I think it's hard to game plan for Lamar and his mobility, and 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 certainly worthy of the MVP that he should be getting this year. Um, I um, yeah, I, I feel like the AFC is is definitely more locked up, but obviously after this first week, that's when that's when stuff happens in the NFC, man. I mean, realistically. Mm-hmm. The Vikings could beat the Saints. Could they could? Okay, it can happen. Of the NFC, who's coming out? Could do you definitively have an answer where you could say, yeah, Baltimore's the team to beat in the AFC? Do you have a definitive team to beat in the NFC? I mean, San Fran's looking really good, but I just don't know if I can trust it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I. Gosh, gosh, that's tough. I I think New Orleans. I think Baltimore, New Orleans is a Super Bowl. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing is I still look at it though. But think think about this. That means they're gonna have to go through uh, the Seahawks, you know, which Seahawks and, and Saints count me in. All right, that's an NFC Championship game that kind of gives me you know, gets me a little randy. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, so so. Well, so if Seattle wins, they play San Francisco again. Yep. Yep. And, yep. And then New Orleans plays Green Bay. So yeah, yeah. New Orleans, Seattle. Yep. Okay. I, I'm I'm following you. I'm following you. Yep. So so or again, or again, I'd even be happy to see <laughs> Seattle or San Francisco in the Saints. Like I think that's a that's another great game where winner of that one, I can't pick that. Like that's not one that I can just look at it and say, yeah, oh, yeah, they're gonna drum them. You know what I mean? I I think it ultimately comes down to. How confident are you 
that this that the Niners are for real and it wasn't just one of those just one of those runs, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the only thing with them that makes me kind of go, you know, I think they are and I think they're for real, but I just need to see them perform when they really need to. Yeah, but then but then again, running back issues aside, Seattle's not a bad team either, man. Like, I, no, I just, they're just I, hurt. I can't. This NFC, this NFC is not a gimme. There's no gimme in the NFC. It's not a gimme for the Saints to beat the Vikings because we know that the Vikings are capable of when they are hitting, when their receivers are, are getting passes thrown to them, when Dalvin Cook is, uh, when he's able to run the ball. All right. We, we know, we know what that team's available to do. I mean, they, offensively, they'd be just as strong as uh, a team like the Saints when I look at that, just because of the, the, the versatility that it allows them. Yeah, uh, but but I, I, it's not a pick 'em for me. I can't I can't look at this NFC and say that's the team. I can do that in the AFC. So I don't even, I I wouldn't even know how to pick it. Like I, I think the Packers are probably the worst outside of the Eagles. The Packers are actually probably the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I'm saying, I, in the I, NFC yeah. side. Like I think I think San Francisco played a good enough schedule. Um. It de- definitely towards the end there when they got to play uh, the Chiefs. Uh, they got to play the, the, the uh, Seahawks twice. Uh, and, they played and the Rams. Well, yeah, the Rams. I mean, so they played that good, tough portion at the end there where I, I can say I feel comfortable that they're, they're legit. Whereas the Packers, man, I feel like very similarly to, to the, the Patriots. Like that's a team just waiting to get blown up somehow. But but the difference with the Patriots and the Packers is the Packers won their games to, to clutch out their their bye. New England didn't. That's true. I'm I'm That's not true. ready to count out Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers after what we've seen him do. Yeah, yeah. I, the you, only you know, thing is, there's so many like the top three teams are so good that it's a crapshoot because of that. As much as I say that about Aaron Rodgers. I can't cut out Drew Brees either. And I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is yet. We, I, I mean, we don't know. He yeah. could be right there with those guys, or it could be a great, you know, it could be a fact where, you know, whoever wins out of, out of the Saints and the Packers goes to the Super Bowl type thing. Now, granted, they're divisional games, and they, they quote-unquote mean something, but the, the Packers' last five games – where some of the easiest trash, I, I, I like you got the Giants, the Redskins, the Bears at home. Uh, so you're at home as the Packers, and then you got the Lions, and yet the, the Vikings were in there on that Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Like, but once like, again, that's the hand you're dealt, and they went five and all. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I mean that's just like I know. I I see exactly. Like I, I'm with you. I know where you're going on it, and like it's it's one of those things where it's. I totally, I totally see where Green Bay looks like it, it's, well, they've had a cakewalk type thing, but yeah. I also look at the fact of, yeah, they did have a cakewalk, so now they're going to be a lot more rested too. They yeah. didn't but have then, to go through the, the rigor of, of, of playing the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks game against, uh, you know, San Fran and things like that, or they weren't like the Vikings oh. trying to muscle oh. their way through. The last five games for, for San Francisco, and this is why I'm ready to give them a little love. They, they lose on the road by three to the Ravens. They beat the Saints in a shootout by two on the road. They, uh, they lose one to the Falcons. Okay, whatever. Uh, they beat the Rams at home. 
and then they beat the Seahawks on the road. Three, three of those games yeah. are playoff teams on the road, and they beat them all. Or, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, they didn't beat them all. I'm sorry, they beat two of them, and one of them was a field goal uh, uh, or a single score. Like, I, I just that's, – I, I think that's crazy. I think they showed they have a lot of heart in my, in my head. Um, I, like, I just, the NFC, it's, like, I can't, I can't pick a team in the NFC uh, to, to say, yeah, they're the, they're the guys. It's, it's it, nuts. Like, it's this, crazy to think, too, that there's, the NFC is so stacked and so good, but I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. So you think Baltimore will beat whoever yeah, the I, is? I just I don't know I don't think anybody is equipped to stop Lamar Jackson without seeing him once. You know, it's kinda like the first time you see, you know, a starting pitcher in a lineup or for yeah. the first game you see him where you know, the the first time a rookie comes into the batter's box and sees Clayton Kershaw, he goes, What the hell just happened to me? But yeah. then after a couple seasons of it he starts getting his timing down, things like that. Yeah. Teams that have it like San Francisco has probably the best shot to beat him because they've already seen it. But you get yeah. you get Green Bay's who who struggled against Detroit and that blow guy David Blow or whatever. Yeah. What are they going to do when Lamar Jackson's out there throwing 500 yards and running for 100? They're going to what yeah. the hell just happened to us? Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, I think of those teams, the Seahawks have seen them, the Niners have seen them, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. That's it as far as NFC teams that have seen him. Yeah, it, it's tough, man. I can't I, – like legitimately, once this, once this first round happens, I am curious to see what happens because then I feel like it's the, it's the fatal four-way match uh, of, of your dreams in the NFC as far as just the potential for, potential for upsets and crazy uh, – you know, crazy. And, and honestly, they're, they're legacy teams as far as you got the Niners and Packers. You know, you got – the upstart Saints, as far as relevancy goes, you got the uh, the Seahawks, who are a borderline dynasty. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm I'm this is a sweet playoff. It's a sweet playoff bracket on the NFC side. The AFC side's a little underwhelming, but I think there's enough excitement on the possibility of a uh, of a Baltimore and KC AFC championship game winner goes oh, to the Super Bowl. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. 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 The, the two best quarterbacks too. I mean. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I can't. I, I, that's the thing is I want to pick how this will ends up, but I can only say I'm picking Baltimore on the AFC side. I can't say anything about the NFC side because I don't know who the hell's going to get there. Oh, Jordan, just let it out. Your Super Bowl is Vikings versus Titans. God, I, I always dreamed that would happen. Like it just that that'd be a win-win for me. That's that's that like, is going to happen. And you know, then uh, you know what. I'm going to run with it. You're, yeah, you're right. I'm going to take Titan. Hey, let's, uh, I'm going to pick both of those on my, uh, my parlay there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's going to happen? It. It's going to be 21-16, eight seconds left. Tannehill hits Corey Davis on a slant, and Corey Davis laterals at the Tajay Sharp, who gets tackled at the one-yard line by Harrison Smith, and then the Vikings win. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I, what, but where's my... the Vikings still won. So no, what do you no, do? I, I lose lose by a yard, like man. Again, what do you, Again. you start to feel like Jim Kelly? Oh God, Jim Kelly! No, 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 man. I'm not. So here's here's uh, a here's here's something here's a, here's a little mini uh ten second to thirty second segue. Uh, somebody said here's a um, here's an angle that could save WWE and it would be great television. Uh, so check this out. It's four bullet points here. Brock Lesnar loses the WWE Championship. Number two, 
in anger. He attacks and makes our truth tap out unwillingly known or unknowingly winning the 24-7 championship. So now, you know, he's got that 24-7 thing where anybody can yeah. win it or whatever. Yeah. Number three, he takes the championship with him on his jet on his way home to his private property in Canada. With that, number four, the following months proceed with segments of jobbers and Laura Midcarter trying to sneak on Brock's land and try to pin him, only for him to hunt them down one by one a la Rambo. And then there's a picture yeah. of Brock hunting with his giant sniper rifle on his land. That's messed up. That'd Brock be a tight a, angle. Brock's a scary, uh, scary person. Yeah, um, so you get like you get like Zack Ryder trying to break in and to pit him, and Lesnar's in a tree, just smokes him with a sniper rifle. I I I I kind of I kind of feel that I kind of feel that. <laughs> I think that'd be, that'd be a fantastic angle. I, I that's I think uh I think that's when you go ranch versus ranch and you bring back the rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> oh you million mouth bastard. I'm gonna yeah, sneak dude, up to your I land, mean, show up on an ATV. <laughs> oh. See, you gotta start thinking out of the box, Vince, because your product sucks. <laughs> yeah, see I just I solved that myself also. Like I just took that mm-hmm. to another level. You know, I get to bring back the attitude era for all the people that like that shit and then uh and then we run with it. Mm-hmm. I came to play. <laughs> oh, oh man! Uh, obviously, there was another playoff that happened over the weekend. Here, it kicked off uh, the awesome four-team playoff that is the college football college football championship. Uh, we had uh, Oklahoma versus LSU and Clemson against the Ohio State. Uh, any takeaways from Saturday's games? Uh, um, <laughs> Joe Burrow beat that ass. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean that that was a. Uh, uh, can somebody please help? Them? Like they they need. If I had the soundboard, they would need some milk after oh, what yeah, happened the mil- to them. Yeah, Dear the God. milk is real. Uh, yeah, that first quarter was twenty-one to seven, and then the second quarter they dropped twenty-eight more points on them uh, to go. God, what is that? Forty-nine to fourteen. Like, yeah. That's uh, not a good, uh, not a good day for the Oklahoma Sooners defense. But we, you know, we've seen it time and time again where they can't race with teams that are that are premier level. And um, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure what uh, what kind of game plan uh, Debo has going into this game. But uh, I think Clemson might have to hold on to their shorts because is, uh, is, is this something crazy to say? That like Dabo Sweeney is like I said this to Jen because she's a diehard Clemson fan. Like she's been to the the Fiesta, the Orange Bowl, and you know the last time when when Clemson had DeAndre Hopkins, and you know what I mean. So she's she's been on like the the end zone and everything. And yeah. um, I said you know Dabo Sweeney is like the like the nicest guy, and you know he does so much for his program and the kids on the school, and you know this and that and everything. When is something crazy going to come out? Like he's got kids in his basement or something. Like, isn't he just too perfect? You know, it, it's funny you say that. I mean, obviously he's still kind of Teflon, but you know, he, you know, it's going to come out at some point that the, the bonus that he gets, should he win this one, you know, and then he has those comments about players getting paid. So he definitely is still a, a pariah in that aspect. Um, you know, he, you know, so, you know, he still has that going for him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's obviously done a great program with Clemson right now. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, obviously against Burroughs. Do you think, is this a, is this a winner gets, uh, gets to be the, the number one draft pick overall, or, or is this, uh, no, uh, no, not at all because Trevor Lawrence can't come out next year. So, uh, no. Oh God. Is he only a sophomore? Yeah. Oh my God. 
yeah, he's uh, yeah, so he can't come out. Uh, Burrow's Burrow's got number one lock. That's a gimme. Um, he wasn't even a Trevor, Trevor Lawrence wasn't even a red shirt. Oh my god! Oh, he's just young. Yeah, he's like six seven. He is. He is. He is the epitome of what scouts if they could play Madden and create their quarterback for their team. Like that's his build. Like, like I said to you guys, he's like. <laughs> he's like the epitome of like everybody when they saw Manning come out in 98, like they're going to be drooling over this guy. He's long, he's tall, he's big. Um, but, but his draft stock will go down when Dabo Sweetie gets a, gets a, a violation because he got Trevor Lawrence surfing lessons um, as part <laughs> of the recruiting. And then the tampering will come out. Does, does he get to keep the money that he gets going uh, touring with the other handsome brothers or do, like, <laughs> I got to say this, the Clemson, Ohio State game, this game was tremendous. Um, Chris Olave, three catches, 50 yards, had a touchdown, you know, was, was the, the only guy to get a touchdown for fields runs does not run the correct route. And he had the safety burned. He runs the right route Fields hits him in the end zone. Ohio State wins this game thirty to twenty nine. Um, I I think a lot of people are going to give Josh Fields crap previewing next season, and I think it's I think it's a bad take because he I mean thirty for forty six he he had a couple picks he only had one the entire season but it, you know it's yeah. a different situation it's a tough game but you watch that last play excuse me Fields was right there um, everything he was doing was perfect and the guy went to the left and he was supposed to run a slant to the center. He had the safety burnt or the linebacker on, on top of it. Uh, I think it was Isaiah Simmons uh, or Nolan Turner. One of the two of them, he, he had him burnt and he went the wrong way and fields threw it right to where he would have had it. And they would have won that game. So, I mean, That's, that game uh, literally was lost because of a, of a misplayed route. I mean, JK yeah. Dobbins, 18 carries 174 yards looked like a human bowling ball. I thought he about broke his ankle and would take every other playoff, come back here to then break a 10, 15 yarder. He averaged 9.7 a carry. This team did fantastic. Um, Clemson came back after, after being down big. And I mean, they deserved to win the game, but Ohio state would have won that game. if He ran the right route, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. And that's, that's much akin again to the, uh, to the program. They, they they smash mouth it the entire way and, and they played they played Big Ten football I mean that's what they did and uh, but Clemson Clemson obviously you know outlasted them and, and again again comes off a mistake there um, so we obviously have the championship game Clemson against LSU it's in Death Valley man I mean what are you gonna do it's in the Sugar Bowl that's where it is yeah oh God um, LSU by double digits. Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 what you got to do, right? I mean, I, I mean, I feel sorry. Yeah, Clemson's offense wasn't even like Trevor Lawrence had 107 rushing yards. Team only had 158 total. Uh, Lynn Dixon came in, had one one carry for 17 yards. Travis Etienne, who was you know one of the, one of the top running backs in, in the league or in the, in the in the NCAA, 36 yards. I mean, they they weren't getting a lot going. Lawrence did have 259 and two touchdowns passing, so he started getting it going in the second end of the second quarter and the second half there a little bit, which helped. But, I mean, yeah. Ohio State looked like a better team. They just yeah. – a bonehead play cost them the game. 
Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and let's be honest, what it is. The second half adjustments, man. And, and that's one of those things that makes a difference because you look at, uh, yeah, Ohio State came out thumping with the, the, the 10 points off the bat, um, you know, but uh, Clemson adjusted and, you know, kept only gave them a two point lead going into the half. Otherwise, you know, they only gave up one score in the second half against the Buckeyes. And, and, and that, that's the end of the uh, end of the stats there. Um, yeah, I do think LSU is going to draw them. I think that I, I hate that SEC sup- superiority, but but I think I don't know if I don't know if Clemson has the horses to run, man. Not like that. Well, it proves too about the ACC. Clemson, like you know, I'm not taking anything away from Clemson, but they won the game on a botched play by by a, a, the wide receiver at Ohio State. That that was yeah. literally. I mean, the, he he runs the correct route. The Ohio State won the game. It was a yeah. one point game, and it was close as hell, but they won the game. Clemson yeah. doesn't play teams in the ACC. I mean, Wake Forest is about the best team they play, right? I think this year. It's uh, just Louisville, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they showed up though. I mean, to, but to their credit, they showed up and beat the Buckeyes. They beat a thirteen zero team with a quarterback who had forty touchdowns and one pick. So I can't discredit them for that. They they came out and beat the team in front of them. They showed why they won twenty eight straight games or whatever the nuts number is. Yeah, but they struggled against the team of the caliber Ohio state. Cause they hadn't played anyone like that. I yeah. don't know what they're going to do about Josh Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you I know, mean, pick your poison. And then, I got, like, and then Ed Ogeron will leave and go coach the Cowboys. Well, yeah, that could, that could happen. That could happen. Lots of, lots of changes in the NFL. Um, other little highlights as far as some of these bowl games go, uh, Iowa, uh, number 16, Iowa beat up on uh, number 22, USC. Speaking of uh, Ed Ogeron, former USC coach, um, uh, 49-24 yeah, in the holiday bowl. Steve Sarkeesian and Clay Helton, for a bunch yeah. of dumb passes for that one. You know, that's, yeah, and that's, uh, and it was an unfortunate occurrence that happened there, and that, you know, as far as that goes. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, outside of that, there wasn't really that many compelling bowl games. Um, oh, it's all Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll have some good ones, uh, you know, this week, obviously, um, Auburn and, uh, Minnesota should be uh, a good highlight for us locally here. If Minnesota can hang with Auburn and Auburn's the only team that hung with LSU, that gives me a lot of high hopes, but yeah, if we, God forbid, we actually, you know, uh, handle business against Auburn because then, I'll, then I'm going to lose my mind. Um, Oregon, Wisconsin will be a fun one. Baylor, Georgia should be a fun one. Um, Michigan, Alabama. I look, I look for Alabama to be piss. Beat the piss. Yeah, it's absurd. They're going to beat the piss out of Michigan uh, as far as that goes. Does it um, feel weird that they're not in the in the college football playoff? You like, know, doesn't it kind of feel off? It does. It does feel a little off. Uh, yeah, that that's the only way to put it. I, I I still contend they should make this a little deeper Did as far as the playoff goes. Uh, I think uh, one of my dogs upstairs took a uh, a digger uh, oh off the couch. Gosh, somebody, somebody took a lariat from Tomohiro Ishii and yeah, took the ball. It it might have happened. It might have yeah. happened. You know, I'll say this too: if Minnesota loses by double digits to Auburn, I'm almost glad we didn't make the playoff because we would have played LSU in the first game. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> like nice. I'm not trying to crap on the Gophers because that's our hometown team, but my God, Joe Burrow would have put up six touchdowns in the first quarter. Nah, we got we got the we got the best quarterback in the in the in uh, in college football. Oh, I don't even remember his name. We got. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Is, he, is Winfield a, a safety? He's a safety. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh, who I. 
I, I don't even know Lawrence quarterback. Best, I'm sorry, not a quarterback. Then you, you got the best safety. Let me pull up the roster. Man, we're trash. We don't even know our own players. No, yeah, he's good. He's good. Cameron right? Morgan's the quarterback. <laughs> I said quarterback. I know. Oh, no. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me find. Where's Winfield? I don't even know. I don't even see him on here. There he's is Austin Winfield, number 42. Freshman. Dang, no, he was like... Let's You're looking go. at the wrong Winfield, bro. Antoine Austin Winfield Win- Jr., bro. Oh, who's Austin Winfield? Oh, I see <laughs> Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, Austin my Winfield. God. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't watch college football. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh man, that's super funny. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right. But yeah, if we if but if we hang with them or if, if God forbid we beat them, Matt What? Matt? Are you looking at Googie-Bow. our? Are you looking at our roster right now? Yeah, this guy's from Eden Perry. This guy is a geek. <laughs> oh my God! You can... <laughs> Somebody from Eden oh. Perry's gonna run up on you. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of this guy. Yeah, Matt Gugimos, if you're listening, I need uh, to know everything. I just want the details. <laughs> the deets. Yeah, you'll know what it is, too. Like, he'll go, oh, I got you, man. And then he'll tell me some wild story. Because he's active. <laughs> hit him so up funny. on social media. Oh, man. Uh, that That's good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, yeah, this, I think this damn thing's over. Like, I don't think there's anything that they'll, uh, that Clemson will be able to do. Um, again, I do hope the Gophers do all right in the uh, the old uh, the old so Alamo Bowl there. Yeah, right. The old Outback and Alamo. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it should be it should be an interesting gimmick. Uh, awesome playoffs. I wish again. I wish we would have eight teams because the Clemson Ohio State game being the the night game that night just made me super ecstatic because it was super good. And then you know I just wanted more you know, matters football, right? Because not every none of these bowl games matter uh, outside mm. of an extra game for some of the seniors, uh, somebody to get a backpack with a nice, like, fossil watch in it, um, and, and that's about it. You know, a free trip to uh, to Frisco, Texas or something. I yeah. don't know. But like, Shout uh, out to, uh, today in Acapulco, we watched uh, uh, California against Illinois in the Red Box Bowl. I don't know Red Box was getting in the game this year. Dang. I'm trying to get in that red box, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, do, you know, out of all this, uh, do, do you think you can squeak out a real MVP for the week? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, my my real MVP is, Wait, is more. There's a founder. Sorry, God, God, I'm, do you not know I, how this works anymore? When I tell you, I got to get up at six in the morning. And we start the show later than I, I had uh, planned on it from what we talked about. Um, so I end up having a, a bang at 10 o'clock at night. I get a little wild here. All right, all right. I'm sorry. I started throwing up a peace sign while that was going on. I was like, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Mannions. Mannions MVP. <laughs> Mannions. Get him one hot. Otherwise, you got to drop him like a bat. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we, all right I, I cut you off. I cut that bitch off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who's your real MVP for this week, man? 
uh, my real MVP, uh, not necessarily for everything that, that is, uh, that's going on with it. And, um, I'll pull up here. My, uh, I'm trying to get my, uh, my standings is what I was looking for here. Um, Sweden right now, two and one, eight points, um, on top, only played three games tied with the USA. U.S. is on top of group B, eight points, but they played four games. Sweden has only played three games, eight points on top of Finland, uh, who's got seven. Uh, but uh, Nils Hoaglander in the World Juniors put in the craziest lacrosse-style baseball goal I've seen in a long time for Sweden in the World Juniors uh, the other day. Puck tipped up. Um, as it's just floating in midair, he is literally not, not, not even looking at the puck, but he's staring at the crossbar so he doesn't high stick. This is hockey for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. And does this, the, the, the Ken Griffey Jr. style swing, but didn't go above the crossbar and just knock that bitch straight top corner. It was fantastic. Um, and it wasn't yeah. one of those ones like you see two of the pucks in the air and they just kind of slap it in the net. I mean, this dude wound up like he was like trying to win the World Series. Um, just fantastic. And it was, it was ironically, it was against Finland too, uh, their rival in it too. Um, and then also, um, in, in a couple, a couple of days ago too, with it, Nils Hoaglander does it again, um, against, uh, Finland in the, in that, uh, the world juniors game does the, the, uh, lifted on the, the stick and swing around the back of the net from behind it and throw it in the corner, um, Literally lacrosse style, not even base, like I said, baseball for the first one, but flipped it on the edge of his stick, swung his stick around the net, and threw it in the top of the net. Um, this guy is going crazy. Um, Sweden on fire. <laughs> I mean, That's it was, awesome. Like you see it in like like videos of like you know like young kids where there's that one guy who's just better than everybody, but I mean this dude's in the world juniors and just like yeah, check me out just right in the top corner yeah didn't didn't quite uh didn't quite uh that when you say that it's just not something you imagine happening uh often at all um interesting uh interesting for me my uh my awesome uh mvp of the week uh, is going to go about to uh Eurokis gamboa uh obviously uh awesome. fought against fought against javante davis uh over the weekend here in a in a pretty awesome fight uh it turns out he may, if you're believing the reports, and I'm going to take him at face value, uh, may have torn his right Achilles during the second round of the fight, had his uh, mm. team tape it up and finish the whole damn fight going, uh, going, to, the, uh, going to the 12th that, round. That's false claims. I'm sorry. I watched what? the fight. Yeah, I watched the fight. He was walking just fine. The bottom of the shoe popped out a la Zion Williamson, and they taped mm. up his shoe. And he kept screaming, I need a new shoe. There's something wrong with the bottom of my shoe. That's interesting because he's, he's tweeted out, just to set the record straight, I knew I snapped my tendon in the second round. I instructed mm-hmm. my corner to tape up my ankle so I can continue. I refused to quit and wanted to keep fighting through my injury. My corner yeah, followed my, my wishes. TVR. He said, my shoe broke. It's my shoe. Ref, look uh, at the bottom of my shoe. The ref go, and you could see that the shoe was off kilter. Um, I'm guessing man. he went because aside from maybe a round or two, Giovanni Davis beat the crap out of him. I'm uh, now now I'm sad. I feel like I've been I've been hoodwinked and bamboozled uh, for, for 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 reading the uh, reading the article and, and trusting the guy's Twitter. My man tweeted this at 11:53 this morning. That's 12 hours ago. 
so let's put him in the trash subject. Um, oh, man. I, I, I'll follow that up, too. I got a trash one for you as well. Oh, let's go. Let's, let's hear it then. Now, I need to move this up. Say what? I don't know if, I don't know if remember the the dun 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 dun, 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 dun trash. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know which damn thing you have it on anymore. Like as far as that goes, is it under mantor? I go live. You got rid of you, but, get, you get rid of all the classics, man. You getting you get rid of, uh, hold on. Let's, let, let, let's say, oh, I got it. I got another hockey one for you. All-star game rosters announced. And uh, second-year player, he was drafted second by Carolina last year, Andre Shvechnikov, brother of uh, uh, Evgeny Shvechnikov, who went one pick before the Wild to the Red Wings a few, uh, like three years ago, and it still pisses me off. But Andre Shvechnikov for Carolina, who's 23-14-2. Nobody saw Carolina coming like this. Uh, 39 games played, 17 goals, 21 assists, almost a point a game in his second season, which we all know in hockey, a lot of these players take a few years before they come in. Kid's 19 years old, snubbed from the freaking All-Star game. Are you kidding me? The point of the All-Star game is to put in these young studs, especially that are playing that that good, and you you don't play them. Um, You know, you look at it too, uh, Sebastian Aho, uh, Andre Shvechnikov, um, neither um, were on the Metropolitan Division All-Star Game or on the last man in option. Um, Toy Buteravainen was in for the team. But uh, yeah, Shvechnikov, 17 goals. Two of them also, ironically, to tie it together, baby, lacrosse-style goals in NHL games. 21 assists, 39 games. Um, I, you know, he should have replaced Ovechkin. You know, nothing against Ovechkin, uh, who skipped the weekend festivities on top of it. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't understand how Shvechnikov, when you're trying to build the league and you've done such a good job over the last five years to build this league in for all these young kids and, and how the game has evolved and they're scoring again and ratings are up every year. And you got a, a 19-year-old kid on Carolina – who you could easily throw on the all-star team to market the Carolina Hurricanes, who are a shock with, you know, with how well they're doing in that metropolitan division. That's a tough division. I mean, you got Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders. You know, I mean, you got a lot of good teams. They're sitting there 49 points. They're only two points behind Carolina, or uh, they're a point behind Philly. They're only three behind the Islanders for a wild card spot, four behind Pittsburgh for the second place in that division. It's been a trash team, and you got a guy who's that young and who's studying out that hard. Um, and they also, Brad Marchant, who's like the leader of the Bruins, 57 points for the Bruins, or 24-7-9. and nine. He gets snubbed off the Atlantic team, too. I don't understand what the hell they were doing with these rosters. Yeah, you know, is it a fan vote, or what? what I, they're well, down on this. Yeah, and so they take, they basically, there's four teams in the All-Star game, Atlantic, Metropolitan, Central, and Pacific. And um, they play basically like a mini tournament. Two teams play, two teams play, then the winners play each other, and they play 3v3 hockey. So it's fun, exciting. You know, you're getting a lot of goals. You're seeing a lot of wild stuff. Um, yeah. It's fast-paced moving. And like I said, you got, you got a young, fast kid, and 
which is what this is supposed to be to showcase these kind of guys and doesn't even make the team. Mm. And just yeah, like, come on, you, you missed an easy opportunity with that guy. Wow. Sounds like it. Sounds like I'm almost mad for for the guy now. Um, so uh, speaking of NHL, uh, you know, I, one of my favorites uh, and could be considered trash, could be considered a spit take, could be considered whatever. Uh, piggybacking off your juniors and also uh, talk of the Russians there. Uh, Canada's captain Barrett Hayton uh, had to issue an apologies uh, after he <laughs> during the lineup between, uh, for the national anthems against the Russian team. Uh, he did not remove his helmet during his opposition's uh, national anthem. Uh, Canada took a 6-0 thumping uh, uh, <laughs> that game, and in the uh, handshake line, uh, multiple uh, multiple Russian players uh, pointing to to Hayden, not shaking his hand, and then pointing to their heads, saying, "Hey, next time, take your helmet off." So, uh, so Hayden obviously uh, is a, a, a Coyotes prospect. So yeah, look, uh, just, he's uh, just, Arizona Coyote. He's got enough problems on his hands. That yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, they're just, finally uh, winning, and they don't know what's going on. Like Darcy <laughs> Kemper, who couldn't cut it as a freaking wild goaltender, is gonna be in the running for the Vesna Trophy. Like people don't know what's going on over there. They're in panic mode. Like, are we gonna make the playoffs? Like this is insane. <laughs> so Barry Hayden doesn't have a lot of leadership in front of him right now because this team is trying to figure out how to not screw this up. Yeah, that is so uh yeah, but uh, again, you're the captain of the team, man. You got to uh you got to lead by example. You take your helmet off for the uh for the anthem. Um, um I I'll tell you this. You, you know who should be the captain of that team? I'm going to uh I'm going to give you a link. Are you do you have your computer open by chance? I do. I do. Of course I do. All right. I want you to go to uh I believe it's iihf.com. That should bring you up to the World Juniors page, I believe. Tell me that works for you. This has some girl asking if I want to give her credits or tokens. Oh, geez. No. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's the International Ice Hockey Federation. <laughs> Beautiful. Click on the standings page for me. Yeah. All right. I want you to click on Canada, Group B. All right. Do you have the roster open? Yeah. All right. Look at Barrett Hayton. Tell me how this guy is the captain. This guy wouldn't intimidate my mother. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. He does look very neighborly. No. I want you to go back, and I want you to look at the reason why I'm mad the Wild are winning, because I wanted them to tank, because they need to rebuild. We all know this. Um, are you back in that roster page? Yeah. I want you to go to number, number 19, Quinton Byfield. This is the man I wanted the Wild to draft. 6'4", 215 pounds, power forward, this guy will be the next Eric Lindros type in the NHL. And dear God, could we have stood to have him on our team. And now we're starting to win, and he's going to end up going to play for, like, New Jersey or something. Look at that guy. Word. Yeah, he's that beefy. Is, he's, he looks let's like let's a, get that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He looks like an adult. Like, and he's, he's younger than, than, uh, than, the, than the captain of the team in Canada. He's two years younger than him. That's yeah, no the doubt. guy I wanted the Wild to draft. Um, that's the guy who should be leading Canada. Him along with Alexis Lafreniere, who will be the number one pick in the draft from the Ramostic Oceanic. He is going to be a star in the NHL. Those are the guys. Or you know, I, I mean, why why didn't a guy like Dylan Cousins get the uh, get the captain? I don't understand why Barrett Hayton got it. Um, that blows my mind. Uh, Nolan Foot even. Uh, if you remember um, Adam Foot, old Colorado uh, Avalanche player. Yeah, his kid. Yeah, he's a, he's doing really good too. I mean, Canada's got a really good team. 
Bowen Byram is really good too. Nicholas Dawes is pretty good too in net. Bad pick for their keeper or for their their captain. Quentin Byfield, I'm telling you guys right now, this guy will be the official. Uh, um, the hell's that dude's name with the crazy hair that always came on and did hockey for me? Um, the, the the kid who freaked out when I would interrupt him. What was his name? Chris oh, Ransom. Uh, uh, yeah. If you guys have Ransom on for an NHL draft preview, ask him about Quentin Byfield. I'm just saying, this guy is the guy. I was like, this guy's going to come to the wild. And then we started winning, and I was like, pissed. Now we're not going to get Quentin Byfield. <laughs> Damn it. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a man right there. Oh, word. Yo, absolutely. You're absolutely right, man. That's, uh, that's, that's, we need to bring guys like that. Uh, we got to bring back the, the hard-nosed hockey back to the, uh, back to the wild because uh, right now the soft finesse stuff and not, uh, not attacking is not making it happen. No, no, not, not whatsoever. You know, and, and you're trying to build a, around Zach Parisi, who's a guy who needs to get those, those uh, points inside the crease where, where the tough goals are. Well, that's, that's what a guy like Quentin Byfield would have brought this team. So a little disappointed in that. But it is what it is. Um, I can't be too mad about it. Um, like I said, the fact that the Minnesota Wild are actually starting to win games, we always tend to get hot at the wrong time. It's either too early in the season or right in the middle of the season going into the All-Star break. We're out of nowhere like, oh, my God, the Minnesota Wild, they're not 43 points. You know, we're five points out of the, the first wild or the second wild card spot behind Dallas. St. Louis of Binghamton and company um, obviously running away with that central as they should as defending champions. But Minnesota just got hot wrong time. Once again, they'll keep this going. We'll we'll sneak into a wild card spot and then we'll just fizzle out just like we always do. And it's frustrating. I mean, Jason Zucker's now on board. It's just, uh, it's just, it's frustrating. And the hard part about it too is we're in such as a bad situation with our salary that we can't afford to make a move. Um, we, we, we have contracts that we have to probably give away a draft pick to trade the player. So we can't just give guys away to free up salary. If we do that, we're going to give away our, our draft capital, which is going to us in the long run doing that. So we're in such a bad spot where it was almost like, you know what, just take a year to just chill and let's just see if we can get a high pick and having guys like, like Quentin Byfield and Alexis Lafreniere, Dylan Cozens in the draft really, really threw me off. Um, because I thought this was, this was your time to, to, to remove Lucas Raymond coming out of Ferlunda in the Super Elite League was going to be there. Antoine Lindell, um, a lot of Jamie Drysdale would have been a nice defense that we could have had. I, you know, eventually Dubik, we got to figure out something with him. Yaroslav Askarov from Russia, you know, could be the next sure shot goalie. He could be the next, you know, Bobrovsky type player. Alexander Holtz from Sweden. He's going to be a winger right there. And we went from a top five pick or so to literally falling to number 12, where every single player that I mentioned were all top 11, you know, rumored draft picks. We're now at 12. We literally come out of the spot of having any of these guys that I mentioned. Like, it's just so perfect that there's what, what, what I said, one, two, three, four, five. I said about seven guys, and they're all projected to go in the top 11, and we're 12. 
That's the exact type of thing that always happens to this team is we just fall short. Like I said, a few years ago, I wanted Evgeny Shvechnikov. He fell. He was a pick for front of us. And then Detroit took him. We're always just one away from taking the guy. And I don't, I don't know. We, like, we had a chance, man. We had a, we had a good chance to get a high pick to grab Lafreniere, Byfield, Raymond, one of those type of guys. We're going to start winning. Everyone's going to be happy about it. Then we're going to somehow make it, or we're going to miss the playoffs by a point, or we're going to choke when we get in. And then everyone's going to be in the same boat that they are every summer where they're complaining, fire this, do that. Why, is, why don't you get rid of the coach? Why don't we trade these guys? Why can't these guys do this and that? Why aren't we good enough? Because we're just we're in a perfect purgatory where we can't win. We are that Portland Trailblazers organization where they made the playoffs like 19 years in a row and never made it anywhere. Except for the one year they made the finals and got beat by Jordan. Um, that's, that, that's what we feel like. We're the, we can make it every year, but we can't do anything once we get there. And it, it sucks. And, and it's just yeah. it's so frustrating. Obviously, we're going to be uh, seeing some of this firsthand when we, uh, when we go to the um, uh, go to the game on the 16th. Yeah, it gets the lightning there. So that should be a, a pretty interesting matchup, especially uh, coming out from the uh, all-star break, et cetera. <coughs> yeah, and, you know, it, it's weird, too. Tampa Bay right now is kind of in the same boat as us. They're, they're actually struggling from where they were. They're projected to have the number 10 pick right now and grab – you know, a gentleman I mentioned from Sweden, uh, Alexander Holtz. So Tampa's having a weird, weird season where there's and, – and look, once Tampa figures out whatever their problem is, they'll go on a run. We all know that's going to happen. It's just a matter of what's making them struggle. Um, I don't have a good answer for it because I'm, I'm seriously confused by this. I'm, I'm a little bit baffled. Um, I'm not used to seeing Tampa with how good their roster is built and – and how good they're, you know, it, it almost reminded me of earlier when the, uh, a couple of years ago when the Dodgers struggled until like June and I'm like, how the hell are you guys not winning? And then they turn it up second half and, and won the division. But that's what, that's what Tampa's doing right now. But I expect them to figure it out, make the playoffs. And, you know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Last year proved that where, you know, five of the eight lower seeds won in the playoffs. And it was almost seven of the eight um, had Boston not snuck out that victory against, uh, Toronto and uh, along with uh, Washington managing to get that victory in the, in the first round too. So, I mean, we almost saw seven of the eight teams sneak on upsets. Um, and, and that's too, the, the one thing that's nice, you know, the NHL always stays, stays nice and competitive because they, they're doing it right. And that's why I think their, their numbers are going up and why they're making ratings a lot better is, you know, they, they put the first team in Vegas and it did tremendous. They went to the Stanley cup yeah. their first year. You know, so they're doing the right moves and they're keeping everybody, everybody close with that salary cap structure. And, you know, we, we see new playoff teams in all the time. And, you know, so, so when all these teams are able to come back from rebuilding through the draft and these young guys, the wild just continue to sit right in the middle and they can never get better, but they don't get worse. <laughs> yeah. Can't improve the roster. I, I know you're, you're always feeling to get that hockey talking, buddy. I'm glad you were able to kind of vamp that out because there's no way I'd be able to do that without you for sure. Um, I know we cut uh, real MVPs, went into trash, but obviously we're coming up at the end of the the end of the year and end of the decade. Is there anything that you really got as a, a great highlight um, for either of these moments, like a real MVP of the decade or or, or the year as far as uh, as far as uh, 2019 and the greater decade goes? Um, if I had to say 
my real MVP of the decade, and this isn't me trying to suck up now because I think you'd be crazy to not say LeBron James for eight straight NBA finals um, that he physically did. Um, I, I always, you know, we ripped the guy a lot and, you know, it's, it, it got a little different when he became a Laker, obviously, but you know, if, if you look at this decade, eight, eight, eight times he was in the finals. The other two times was last year with the Raptors in Golden State, and the only other time was when the Lakers beat the Celtics to win the win the the championship. Kobe. Every year in between has been a LeBron James year. Yeah, that's unheard of. So that uh, amazing. It was an amazing run. I can't I mean, argue that at all. Yeah. Um, so like you know whether whether you want to crown it or not, but um, I just I, I can't you know it, it is one of those things too where where I I saw this on the on the run sheet and when I thought about it it was kind of like when I said Okada was my wrestler of the decade, I didn't really have to think hard about it. And I think that's yeah. what made me have to just say that because if I didn't even have to second guess myself and, and go, well, let me think of other people before I say that. Um, I mean, I guess if I want to put anyone else in there, it might be Canelo Alvarez. That's, that's an interesting take. What about, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to throw one at you as far as if I'm going to give credit to a individual person uh, opposed to a team. What if I said Theo Epstein, obviously going from one organization uh, with a hundred year plus drought coming to a second organization and doing the same thing, creating a champion um, that teams are, that people, as far as majority of majority of them have never seen win a championship, uh, bringing championships to both Boston and Chicago. Would you argue with that as far as a possible sports person of the decade kind of thing? Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a good one. I, I do like that one. That's that's a nice out of the box thinking type one. I'm I'm behind you on that. Yeah, you know Theo Epstein. Yeah, again, you know I it would it, he, I think solidifying him would have been magically if somehow he left. Uh, when did he leave? Or or I'm sorry, when if he would have won both with Boston and uh, and Chicago in the same decade, which would be pretty damn immense in itself but but regardless of which obviously yes he you know he's he's instrumental in that aspect um yeah very cool uh I, and yeah i can't argue lebron james definitely as far as nba goes i give him the decade spot all day in there i mean there's nothing i can say to that dude 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 made it to eight straight finals like this this isn't the 70s you know what i mean this isn't this isn't the the celtics or you know we're not talking about the the you know the the UCLA Bruins uh, coached by Wooden, you know what I mean? Like it's not mm-hmm. that era anymore. Uh, you know, I, I oddly enough, I when you want to talk about more coaches, though, maybe I could say maybe Urban Meyer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you know, like that'd That's be another one. one. You know, like, uh, yeah, as far as like individual athletes and players, though, yeah, Canelo, like you said, definitely a, a, a prolific prolific person in the last decade, especially when it comes to boxing. Um, um, I got oh, two more for you. Um, Rafa Nadal and Serena Williams. Uh, Rafa Nadal, Ooh. 13, grand, or 13 um, majors in the decade, 13 uh, yeah. uh, uh, Grand Slam championship, like major wins, and Serena wow. had 12. I mean, wow. it's unheard of. I mean, that's, what about that's Tiger that would, I, no, I was That was going to be my, my, my year for the year was Tiger. Yeah. That, I, know, I was going to say, yeah, that'd be the Masters, absolutely. But also, I won multiple, multiple, multiple uh, things, and he's already off to a good. Uh, but he had already off to like fifteen years. No, uh, yeah, no, but I'm saying, uh, but I'm saying the, you know, coming off of the all the certain. Well, it wasn't fifteen years, was it? It was. I mean, it was a lot. No, it was. There's no way there was fifteen because he was winning him when he was. He's four, he turns forty-four this year. 
Uh, he, 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 so he hadn't won a major since 2008 at the U.S. Open. Okay. So 12 years. years old. Yeah. Um, he, he had won uh, 2005 was the last Masters. So it was 14 years between Masters. U.S. Open yeah. 2008, the Open in 2006, PGA in 2007. Yeah. So ten, 10 years for his, for his majors, but, but regardless of which to go through the, um, to again, go through the slump, the controversy, the, the back surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. Like I look at that as, as far as, you know, he had a, he had literally a, a, a fall from grace and a rise to power in, in, in a 10 year stretch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, that's, that's always cool. Uh, you know, can't, can't argue that. Um, yeah. Tiger Woods definitely definitely worth it. Um, I love the Serena take. I feel like her name she's on a statue of her own. I mean, she could obviously count her sister as well, but again, as far as overall, Serena's awesome. Um, the 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 women's national team. Yeah, I think that deserves some props. That definitely deserves some props. Um, you could almost make them like one A and one B, but uh, uh, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo for the Ballon d'Or was like an yeah. every other year thing. I mean, it was yeah. who's winning it this year and who's behind them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me see if I can find. Uh, let me see if I can find the 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 last. Let me see Ballon d'Or. Um, let me start it in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So 2010, Messi, 11, Messi, Ronaldo, second. 12, Messi, Ronaldo, second. 13, Ronaldo, Messi, second. 14, Ronaldo, Messi, second. 15, Messi, Ronaldo, second. 16, Ronaldo, Messi, second. 17, Ronaldo, Messi, second. Uh, 2019, Messi, first, Ronaldo, third. And then 2018 was the only one they didn't win. Luka Modric uh, won it, and Ronaldo got second. So, wow. I mean, you, you look at every one of those. I mean, eight, out, eight out of ten years, not bad. Yeah, Messi that's uh, – 9, 10, 11, 12, 15, 19, and finished in second place, 13, 14, 16, 17. And Ronaldo, 13, 14, 16, 17, won with um, 9, 11, 12, 15, 18, and 19 all runner-up. I mean, that's wow. unreal. Yeah, they, no, you're Messi absolutely right. Ronaldo, five. Ronaldo has six uh, second place. And Messi has five. So they both, if they've been first or second 11 times, it's basically 50 50. Um, you know, there's been obviously plenty of, uh, plenty of downtrodden stories as well, as far as uh, the last decade in sports goes. Obviously, the Penn State scandal, the Larry Nasser uh, gymnastics scandal, um, Ohio State still reeling off its uh, wrestling scandal as well with, with, with the abuses that occurred there. Um, you know, are there any 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 low lights that you know you want to put some shine to? Like, hey, I can't believe this happened, or or how we can do better in the future as far as sports go. Boy, that's tough. But, you know, I didn't even give that one any thought. Yeah, you know, you know, just because this weekend also had, um, um, you know, a couple. Uh, uh, the a couple bad stories also. Um, Marvin Jones had had a son who passed tragically, and, and it was just one of those things. Like, you know, as a you know as a, as a parent, you know these things, man. Yep. You, you 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 know you you always you, you look at your little one and, and think they're they're made of a ball of rubber, and 
you don't want anything to happen to them. And then I just thought about some of these things that happened to the, you know, to the little ones, uh, little ones of the past and, uh, and how it's affected their lives. So it's just one of those things where a decade's a long time. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hope uh, I hope we're all on a path to to do better as far as things goes. It's it's it sounds kind of cheesy to say that, but you know some people deserve peace and other people deserve uh, punishment, and and I hope the the right people get uh, get both. You know what I mean? Um, <coughs> one one thing too. Excuse me, my 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 voice is going here. Mm. Another one I just thought of for um for the decade, Mike Trout. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that guy might go down as the greatest baseball player ever. Yeah, I, legit. And uh, I mean, let's that's, see. I, that's just unreal what what that is. <coughs> oh, man, excuse me. That is, that's a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Um Wow. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's MVP every year almost. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's got to be. <coughs> oh, man, I'm going down. Oh, no, don't say it. Ooh. Don't say it. This, this happened at the end of WrestleCast. Shout out to Larry Dallas, who uh, appreciated the plug and uh, told me he wished my voice got better. Don't worry, I can't wait to hear your voice as you are the play-by-play for the Dragon Gate. Uh, English commentary on the streaming service. He's a fan of WrestleCast. No big deal. <laughs> no, bi- no big deal. <laughs> as, as he said, Ryan, that you, that match was the full five. Damn right it was. Ben Kane, Aruki Doi. Hell yeah, was that. God. That's what's in my match of the year. Uh, so uh, the other thing is I know uh, there's um, – there are some uh, – Speaking of uh, Trout, obviously going to be at the Ray keeps up a future Hall of Famer. Uh, Hall of Fame ballots are getting leaked out as far as um, baseball goes, and uh, we might we might see uh, the beginnings of the the steroid era. Um, well, not the beginnings, as we all know, some people have already been um, crossed that threshold. But uh, we'll say the leniency going back on some um, uh, some names. It looks like uh, hey, early let me numbers. Ask you, let me ask you this real quick. Now, yeah. now that you kind of said that, see now, now I apologize. You got my you got my head going, so I'm I'm really like trying to think about this this type of stuff. Um, what one of the worst sports worst sports stories of of this decade? What about the New York Knicks? Oh, oh, yeah, the ownership, you know the I whole mean? bit, yeah. You know, yeah. it's draft night, and they're and the owners playing saxophone at some local bar with his with his music group. You should put quotations um, quotations they, for music. They draft. You know, they they Phil Jackson pulls the ultimate whoop de whoop and fools everybody when he takes Kristaps Porzingis, and we all know the Michael Rappaport. They drafted a oh, you know, and everybody was so mad. And they're so they were so freaking mad that they they basically got Phil to walk, and then Porzingis became an all star, and and they're like, oh well, whoops the the best thing that happened to our franchise in the last ten years, we just had that we we talked the guy into walking because we thought he was an idiot, crap, mm. great 
Now we're going we're gonna to bash him and say we don't need him, and now he's not even on the team anymore. Wow. Like, if Porzingis was healthy, which he looks like he is right now, and, I mean, you could look at Dallas's success with him and Doncic, but, I mean, you could argue Porzingis over Towns for the best player out of that draft. I still probably go Towns, but if 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 you wanted to argue Porzingis from a game by game basis where they are 100, percent I can't I can't not listen to your argument because of Porzingis. I mean he's he's like third in the league in blocks right now. The dude can drain a 25 footer. I mean he's he's athletic. He can pass. Not as good as like Jokic and stuff, but he can pass. And they managed to to piss him off to the point that they had to trade him. Wow. After the guy who got him, they moved out, and then they make all this money because they said, we know that Durant and Kyrie are going to come to New York. Well, they did, just not to your team. Do you think the only reason he holds on to the Knicks is because he still obviously gets uh, gets love for owning the Rangers? Oh, yeah. that's Dude, he's got to be riding those coattails. 1994 when Mark Messier hoisted that Stanley Cup, Dolan looked like a god in New York. Because it's, it's, that's one of the facts that always bothers me when people shit talk NHL is look at the biggest markets, you know, New York, you know, Detroit, Philadelphia, places like that, Boston, these giant markets, the hockey's the number one thing, but, but you never hear about it because nobody watches the Florida Panthers or the Arizona Coyotes or you know, the, the Dallas Stars, you know, people don't watch, you know, Toronto, giant media outlet, they, you know, it's, it's huge up there, you know, even, and especially for, you know, people like us in Minnesota. So when Dolan manages to, to, to pull out that, that win with the Rangers, you know, Brian Leach and Adam Graves and Messier and Mike Richter. And, you know, he, he was, everyone shit on him because he got rid of Van Beesbrook and kept Richter. Then Richter won the cup against Vancouver that year. He stopped Pavel Bure and Trevor Linden. You know, he shut Alexander Mogilny down. You know, he did all that stuff. Oh, he's a genius. He can fix the Knicks then too, right? Yeah. No, he just gets yeah. everyone scared and leaves. Yep. Uh, so switching back to, to my Hall of Fame track, just because I, I, know, I know the Knicks are terrible and, and that doesn't want to change it. But speaking in New York, um, 103 public ballots have been announced. Three anonymous ballots have been shown. So 25% of the current ballots have been, uh, have been revealed. Um, current standings has Derek Jeter as 100% uh, unanimous so far. Larry Walker would be currently getting in it with 86.8. Larry Walker, Kurt Schilling, uh, Kurt Schilling would finally be getting in with 80.2. And then Bonds and Clemens, both sitting at 77.4, also would be getting in the hall if it, if it stays pat where it's at. That's tight. So I'm, I'm, cool, hey, I'm cool with, G, uh, with Jeets being unanimous for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, just because, again, dude played the played the game the right way. Three thousand hits, Yankees core four, the whole gimmick. All right, I get it. Um, that you know how 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 big of a stan I am for Barry Bonds, and I think that he might be the best hitter uh, in history. Um, and then uh, Clemens, you know, whatever. Kurt Schilling, whatever. Like I, I think Clemens, uh, though he had obviously great success during his years and tenure in baseball. Um, you know, I look at some of the guys that came after Clemens, you know, though they're not getting the same amount of innings and starts that they still, that he still, uh, you know, I feel like there's, I feel like there's better than Clemens pitchers. You know what I mean? Like Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. I think Kurt Schilling was a great pitcher. Uh, it might, his personal politics get in my way from a little bit. Um, 
just as, as far as things go, but, but um, yeah, I feel like there's been plenty of greater pitchers than Roger Clemens since then, but they just don't put up the same <laughs> because of the pitch count change. Um, God, you know, like I look at, I look at Roger Clemens and think how he threw and he was the rocket. And I'm, I'm looking like a guy like Verlander. It's like, okay, would you rather have Roger Clemens or Verlander on your team? Mm, yeah you know you know like like i think of things like that um you know i i don't think of you know i like and that's 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 kind of like my category for for guys in the hall right it's like okay i know who's going to be in the hall you know i know who should be in the hall and then it's like it's like okay would i rather have that guy or that guy you know what i mean like that's that's where my mind goes uh people still uh obviously getting some votes uh to hope to hopefully get there uh scott Rowland, uh 48.1 percent omar viscal 47.2 currently gary sheffield yeah. who might have had one of them gary sheffield who might have had one of the most intimidating batting stances in history um also um arms that wouldn't fit into his size his size small jersey sleeves but his regular like large size jersey somehow um it just <laughs> dude's biceps were huge uh manny being manny ramirez 36 percent um Sammy Sosa down to 20.8 on these first 106 ballots. So that's uh, kind of a, a weird thing, something going on there, but there's a lot going on with Sammy Sosa and I'm sure none of us have the answers to. Um, <laughs> uh, some people bringing up the zero, uh, Jason Giambi, uh, Sean Figgins, JJ Putts, uh, let's see, Raul Ibanez, um, as far as some, uh, some names, uh, you know, waiting to get uh, maybe a vote to try and keep things going for the upcoming, uh, upcoming ones. But uh, yeah, early, early tracking has uh, five new members going to the hall. Um, three of them um, definitely being considered, uh, we'll call them steroid era um, specimens. Dang. So um, I know, I know we're jumping all over cause like you said, the GPS is off, but I started just looking at things and thinking about things. And you, you yeah. really got my mind going with these these decade things. Yeah. And I don't want to keep jumping around. I apologize for that. No, let's, you, let's, 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 let's just keep talking decade from here on out. That's what we're going to – we'll um, ride out decade from here on out. Let's go. Michael Phelps. Oh, wow. Was that, was that this decade? Well, 2081, eight of them. But in 12 and 16, he started like where all the records got shattered. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely a uh, a good ringer there. Um, what about American Pharaoh? Oh, a triple crown winner. Yeah. I mean, we opened yeah. sports with that. Yeah, we 20, did. That twenty fifteen, May of twenty fifteen. It's super funny because remember, remember, I remember when we were breaking that down. Um, you know, we were saying, oh, it's such a, it's such a rare occurrence, but then they seem to happen in clusters because didn't, didn't somebody just win it too? Like right after American Pharaoh? Yeah. Next year or the year after that, I don't remember who it was, but yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. That's my point. Like, you know, and the funny thing is on that show, I remember saying like, it's really weird because yeah, there's a really long drought right now, but, um, was it Zenyatta? No. Justify. Justify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, American Pharaoh was just it. It it was kind of like the difference between um, Braden, uh, 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 dumbass on Canada. I can't think of his freaking name. Uh, um, Barrett Hayton and Quentin Byfield. Quentin yeah. Byfield was American Pharaoh. Like he was a yeah. big, 
like get out of my way. I'm gonna tear around everybody. Um, nice. I I got I have five negative ones that that um when you talked about negative, I, I was thinking about some of the stuff. Um, yeah. Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenton. Guns. Yeah, gambling dead. Yeah. Arenas threw a gun in the locker room, and then Crittenton, yep. who then pulled out his own. Yeah. And Gilbert Arenas was was on pace to be one of you know somebody you you'd always talk about as a point guard. You know he yeah. was he was slowly getting that Tracy McGrady as like you know that second or third tier, like not not in that upper tier, but getting up to that level. He yeah. was actually traded for something yeah. like that too. So, um, excuse me, that one. I uh, really blew my mind. Um, what about the decision? That's what made us hate LeBron. God. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. You prima donna asshole. Yeah, man. Yeah. The decision I said, uh, and, and here's the thing is we still talk about that. You, you and I, you and I both, because obviously, and, and I know, Hey, all right. Uh, I, the, 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 the rabbit's out of the bag. All right. I'm a Laker fan, but, but no, you're not. but but here no but here's the thing you know you, you you as much as I I respect him as a player and an athlete and a an ambassador for the sport and and what he does with the school and the kids and the, and the and, you know, obviously though even the thing was for charity but man what a dumb decision that was yeah it was, and it was so just douchey you yeah. know he's got Jim Gray there or whatever talking to him and they're they're putting this hard out talk. And the worst part is, um, I can't remember why I can't think of his name. He always would do ESPN LA um, as a villain. Jay Adande? No, and, uh, he would he'd do like uh, Mason in Ireland. Oh. And um, when they had, uh, he, before LeBron came to the Lakers, um, he, was, he was grilling. He was grilling, uh, who's the, the uh, Brian Windhorst? And he's like, uh, he's like, you can't tell me that LeBron makes this up on any given day. And, uh, and, and he's like, you know, hey, look, he doesn't know what he's going to do. And he's like, that is terrible. He goes, I knew before the decision even happened that he was going to go to the Miami Heat. And um, Windhorse is like, you, no, nobody knew that. He hadn't made his decision. He goes, I can tell you for a fact because of a movie studio that I worked for that they had trademarked NWI, NWO WCW style shirts for the Miami Heat that him, Bosch, and Wade were going to wear when this all came together. I knew this through multiple people, and Windhorse is like, bro, bro, listen, dude. And, like, Windhorse was pissed. And he's <laughs> calling him out on this. So, like, this, and, and, and sure enough, it happened in L.A. too. He's like, he has calculated. He's not stupid. He knew what he was doing. They had pre-printed NWO style shirts to embrace the hate. Yeah, Like, he knew this was going down. Yeah, and then they did this decision thing to get even more ESPN spectacle. Like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, not a fan. You know, not a fan. And so, some I remember somebody had said too, "What a way to let your fans down easy, right?" Nope, you ripped their hearts out on national television. Oh damn! And then he That's goes and Mark Dubinsky slaps his ass in the playoffs. That's so funny. Yeah, um, that. What? What uh, if I leave this? decade what about plaxico burris shooting himself oh man yeah that, that's another one that's um, another one two more i think i have for you here um this one more hits hits closer to home ryan braun tests positive for steroids has worse numbers than matt kemp and they give him the mvp 
Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's baseball being baseball, man. You, you want to talk about, you, you know, you were talking about how hockey's been getting it right so much lately. I still feel like baseball, base, I feel like baseball, despite the fact that they have great talent and they, for, they, they're doing it right marketing side of things, but man, I still think their punishments sometimes are just stupid. Now, granted, baseball is also getting closer to not testing for marijuana in comparison to other sports. So, I mean, there's that, but, uh, ah, man. Baseball. Yeah. And my last one, speaking of baseball, um, and ironically, you know, he's coaching the Marlins, who are the worst organization in the league. What about Ozzie Guillen praising Fidel Castro? Oh, that's, you know, you, you, there's, there's never a good time to give good words to, a, to about a dictator. All right. Yeah. I, like, like, I, I, was like, excuse me, and all the questions changed. <laughs> Yeah, like that's uh, that's just not a uh, that's not a, a good life decision. All right, you don't you don't you don't big up dictators. All right, you don't uh, you don't bet against the Seahawks at home. Uh, you know, like that's just one of those one of those rules, right? Uh, yeah, and my last one, and this is one of those things where this is going to get controversial. And I'm kind of glad Elijah's not on for this one because I feel like he would snap and say it's not the same thing and it might not yeah. be, but yeah. it doesn't ever, it doesn't get talked about. Um, yeah. The big thing is everybody doesn't want to go to the white house when they win the titles anymore. And you know, they snub yeah. it and all that stuff. How yeah. come nobody talks about when Tim Thomas did that in 2011? Tim when Thomas did, did do it. Tim, you know, I'll, 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 you know, I'll delve into Sonia. Tim Thomas did do it. And I, I think it's cute because he's one guy. We have entire teams. Agree, agree. Right now, you know, like there's there's definitely a different level of respect for 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 what Tim Thomas did, um, but there's entire teams and organizations that have just flat out said, "Yeah, we're not going to go." You yeah, know? Agree, so, agree. So so I I, I see what I you're throwing there. It could be it could it could be considered goal. controversial, and he was One controversial at the time when he did it. Before yeah. it became it it because now it's kind of become more of a of a common thing. Like, like I, I have a feeling that there's some people that would want to go just for the, just to see it, but they don't want to be the one guy who goes that the rest of their team isn't like, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked that there's people in that boat, you know, a hockey goalie, 2011, it just wasn't talked about. And I yeah. think it's just kind of, kind of interesting that when, you know, when, when all the stuff gets brought up now with people not doing it, that nobody ever mentions, you know, he went Tim against Thomas. his team and then the team got rid of him. Yeah. You know, so he lost yeah. his job because of it and ended up on the, ironically, on the Panthers, who I've been dogging. So, like, yeah. it, it just was ironic that he loses his job for doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and that's what I'll say. Here's, here's the thing is politics is ingrained in everything. When, I mean, think about the president and, uh, you know, when he took his stance on kneeling and, and you know, said, uh, you know, those sons of bitches should be fired. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. You know, I mean, it's been interjected all over at this point. It's it's kind of it's kind of one of those things that I wish we could put could 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 put back in Pandora's box, and and I don't see it unfortunately stopping anytime soon. Um, yeah, I gotta be honest. As far as the politics stuff goes, I I get tired of it. I honestly I do believe right. Kaepernick should have had a job, especially considering some of the other guys that they pulled out of uh, out of nowhere um, to give opportunities to. I understand that they don't want the quote unquote media circus, but at the you know time uh, i look at things like uh, muhammad ali who who had his title stripped from him because he didn't want to serve in a war 
um, and, and tried to do the conscious, conscientious objectorism. You know, he had great parts of his career taken away. And, and who knows what Cap could have been during the, during this stretch? Who knows what Cap will be going forward? But I, I do know I do know that uh, I think uh, I think I think the politics in sports. I, I really wish it could go backwards, but unfortunately, at this point, it's too late. Too late. Well, I think the hard part with him too is is as much as he hasn't gotten an offer. I don't know if he hundred percent wants to even play to be fair. Like, and I don't, I don't think people should be mad at him if he really doesn't, you know what I mean? Like if, if he's on his own thing, I almost, but if he doesn't, he should work. You got to make it in. You got to go back in. What if he doesn't want to play anymore? Leave the guy alone. Yeah. And, but if he doesn't, then don't do the workouts. Say it. You know what I mean? Like that's the the other thing is Denver offered him a contract and he, he turned it down because it wasn't enough money a few years ago. And I think that's when he did really want to come in and he was like, no, that's, that's not, I'm worth more than that. You know, and yeah. I think now it's to the point where, his, you know, he's got his, his people that are like, hey, man, you know, let's, let's do it. And he's like, all right. You know, and then he went and did his I, – I wouldn't be shocked if part of the reason he did that private workout was because he knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. And then maybe he can get yeah. him off his back. And like I said, if the dude's happy and, he, you know, he made a great living in, in the years he played. And, you know, he, he's a guy who does a lot with charities and donates money, so he's probably smart with his money. Leave the guy yeah. alone if he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. You know, why yeah. is it, stop, stop bothering him. It's just like, it's like Tim Duncan. Everyone's like, what are you going to go coach? And he's like, I just, you know, I think he just wants to go to the Bahamas or the Virgin Islands, smoke weed and play paintball. Leave the guy alone. All right. There's, there's, <laughs> no, man who, there's no man who wears the jeans that he wears playing paintball. All right. No, it's, that that's dead, apparently like, in the off season. He oh, would go man. play paintball in, in the Virgin yeah. Islands. And he's high. That's that's all right. I, I, I didn't strike him as that. I didn't strike him as you that. Know? But you know what? Shout outs to him. All right. Now and now I know what. You know what? Maybe we should skip Vegas in in March and we should maybe we should go to the Virgin Islands, go get high and play paintball. Hey man, if if we could be as good as Tim Duncan, I mean he might be the greatest power forward that ever lived. Something worked. Man, you know, no doubt. So I, that's why I think it's entertaining. And I'll give you one last funny one to close out. What about good old Rex Ryan? Oh my God, I'm hard mm, not. The foot, fe- the foot fetish, oh, the, uh, the, the the wife tattoo, marriage, and <laughs> uh, uh, who who was it that clowned him? The Patriots player that did all the the feet lines. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, who was that? I don't remember, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It was so good. Uh, who? Uh, uh, it was fun. Uh, was it Wes Welker? Wes it Welker made been. eleven reference. Yeah, in twenty eleven, made eleven references to feet in one re- in one press conference. Jeez. Oh man, that's so good. Uh, obviously, next time we come in, we'll be in another decade. We'll be in another year. We'll be in another planet. Uh, this is Sportscast Radio. I'm really pleased that Ryan joined me. We got to take this ride down memory lane. Um, Shout out to the dude from the 404 who gave his insight on uh, on a couple quarterbacks in the uh, in the baby. NFL. What's up? I said Winston, baby. <laughs> yeah, he, he dude. I, I'm I'm not sold on the guy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm still. I think I'm gonna ride that. I'll ride that horse a little longer. Uh, the whole Eaton W's. The 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 uh, you know a hey, and I guess I mean that's the, he's just living up to his personality. He's impulsive. But that being said, man, Ryan, thank you for being on. I know we got the the. Why don't you go ahead and plug that that WrestleCast info one more time for what's coming up? Yeah, you can hit us at under, WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. 
uh, WrestleCast Radio on Facebook. Just open up WrestleCast Gaming on Facebook as well. We are uh, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio on there, or excuse me, WrestleCast. And then also uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Get yourself some merch starting at noon on Wednesday, 20% all your WrestleCast shirts um, until the 5th of January. Talking to you, Elijah and Jordan, you don't have shirts yet. Get on I that don't know train. what you're talking about. I think Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, we'll be doing kind of a show recapping some Dragon Gate, talking some stardom. And then Friday night, Alex will be in the house. We will be doing our live preview before the 1 a.m. bell time of Wrestle Kingdom 4. Uh, We got some other stuff coming up over the weekend as well while Alex is in town. Um, Next year, we got some fun interviews coming out that will be dropping in January that I don't want to speak about just yet. Um, and another, um, uh, you may find us on, uh, on another platform that, uh, is interested in, uh, buying our services, uh, to just give themselves content. So, um, if we decide to, uh, hook them up, get ourselves on another platform, I will let you know and put out the plugs. Um, but yeah, WrestleCast going strong, having fun. Strong style media. And don't forget to eat at Mannion's. You gotta get your Vanians. You can't win a Stanley Cup if you don't go to Vanians first and get yourself a BLT with a Whopper. We don't have Whoppers. I just Whopped them. No BLTs. <laughs> All right, we out.